One, two. <clears throat> this is a Kmart production brought to you by Doug's at Chiropractic and Empire Towing and Recovery. Listener's discretion is advised. Sawbells Podcast. Uh, okay. Episode 10, everybody. One, zero, double digits. All right. Who thought we would get there? Yeah, right? Canceled yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bill's lost. 24-18. Uh, this week's pizzas. Imperial from Abbott Road, South Buffalo, versus Bocce Club on Bailey Avenue. Two heavy hitters. Uh, people always say that uh, Bocce's an Imperial pizza. One is the North Bocce. One is the South Bocce. And uh, after looking at these... Tasting these, I uh, that's a pretty accurate description in my opinion. Um, this week's pizzas are also brought to us by Dudza Chiropractic. And we have another sponsor helping pay for equipment, Empire Towing and Recovery. Uh, tonight at the Octagon, we actually have uh, eight people filling out that Octagon. Uh, so we have a party going on here. Uh, first, we have uh, Dennis to my left. How are you? Pretty good. How about you? I'm really good. Uh, then we have Brendan. Hello, hello. Then I have Michael. Hello. Mike. Hello, thanks. Skip's back. Took a couple weeks off. I'm back. Hello, folks. We have Sean. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. And then we have Corey. Hello. And Professor Pizza is somewhere around here. Hi. Storms run. All right, um, Denny, would you like to uh, kick off uh, the pizza? Sure. You can do it in any order you want. Great. Um, so I would say that uh, both of them were like a little soggy, it seemed like. The uh, bocce one was a little more soggy, I felt like, for crust. Uh, neither one of the crusts were very good, I didn't think. And uh, the uh, presentation were about the same. They're almost like exactly identical. So uh, I would say the cooked crust and cheese would go to bocce um, just because I felt like bocce was kind of put together a little bit better. And uh, that's about it. They're, they're pretty identical, to be honest. Okay. Brandon? Um, I have to say um, the cook on both of these is probably what I'd come to expect from a bocce pizza or, I guess, Imperial as well. Very similar. Um, Imperial just crushing it with the number of pepperonis that they have on theirs compared to bocce. Um a lot darker on their pepperoni, too, so I think maybe a little bit more cooked, but definitely getting a little more char on their pepperonis. Um, for that reason, I'd probably have to go with uh, Imperial on the presentation and the cooking crust. All right, Mike? Uh, before I start, I just want to say last week when I was here, you were all drinking beer, so I brought bourbon. Now no one's drinking. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, full different, different night of the week. Yeah. Full disclosure, I was born and you know, raised on Bocce's Pizza, but you'll be surprised with my response. So I, uh, the presentation to me was a tie, but I gave it to Bocce's for the home field advantage. But then the cook, the crust, and the toppings, I all gave to Imperial. Um, cheese and sauce, I, the sauce was very similar, but I went to home field advantage again. So I have a tie. I, I like them both. Okay, Skip. All right, so presentation, I think that the bocce one looked a little cleaner to me. 
as far as the cook goes, I thought Imperial was better. I found a piece that was a little darker. I like a little burn on my on my crust. Uh, there was some cheese that was kind of it kind of got a little dark there and it, on the edge, and it looked really good. It was really good taste on that one. So for me, while I think bocce looked better, uh, the cook and the crust for me had to go to Imperial. Sure. Good Kyle, right? Tasty? Yeah, you know what? Um, I've had bocce's a lot. I was also, like Mike, raised on bocce's, um, you know, right on Bailey's. And because I work in Lackawanna, I, I get a lot of Imperial. So <clears throat> they do uh, they do embrace the whole bocce's of the southern tier of the, the south towns. Um, I can you know, both, both I think were a little, I don't think they realize they're going to be promoted on a podcast because uh, I've seen them do better. Um, I've seen better pizzas from both organizations. I gave presentation to Bocce's. I gave cook and crust to Imperial. Their crust is a little bit thicker than what you would than what you get from a Bocce's pizza. Um, but they are, you know, it, it might be a boring part of the podcast because they are very, very similar. There's not a whole lot of difference between them. But that's what I got. Right now, Imperial's up two to one on, over Bocce's. All right, Corey. So, uh... Going sixth in a round of picking two pizzas. I don't know how I say something original. So I'm I'm just going to copy pretty much, I think, mostly what Dennis said, which was between the two and everyone else said they're very similar. One thing that got me with the bocce's is it had a lot more sauce over the crust, which I don't like. I think it's a little messy, but maybe it's because I'm not from uh, Western New York originally. So overall, I would probably give it to Imperial. It seemed like it was cooked a little bit better. A little better put together, and I could actually see the part of the crust to put my hands on and grip from. To be honest, we didn't invite you for your pizza review. We invited you for your <laughs> oh, comedic well, role. Well, if it makes you feel better, we can do like a snake draft, and you can start again. You yeah, go you could go first. No, right one around, round, one and done with pizza. Let's yeah, go. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Professor Pizza, do you want to chime in? I got you. Okay. Nobody can hear you when you're on the mic. Come on. You just got to talk into it. All right, Professor Pizza. I'm here. Don't worry. That's my scorecard. Sorry. Um, for presentation. Um, spit it out, Junior. Give me a second. Okay, so I'll jump in while I wait for you. Um, I am a bocce homer. I, when I came out to visit grandparents, because my parents were from here, we would always get uh, St. Angelo's at uh, Colvin and Agar, which doesn't exist anymore, or bocce's. Um. I haven't had bocce's in a long time, and it uh, brings me back. It was it was really good, but um, for the presentation, for sure, uh, Imperial had way more uh, toppings on there. Looked like it was cooked a little bit longer than the bocce. Um, obviously, neither one really has a crust. It's more like a French bread style, and bocce was a little bit uh, chewier. Um, not cooked as long where Imperial had a, a, a denser bottom to it. Uh, it had a little rigidity to it. Um, because I'm missing so many teeth, I think I preferred the, uh, the bocce's. I got them some of teeth. <laughs> so, but both, both are so far, I would think neck and neck, uh, you know, and we'll get into the specific topping cheese and the, you know, the stuff after, uh, all right, professor pizza, did you gather your thoughts? Hello, I wife. I did. <laughs> okay. Uh, I gave presentation to Imperial. 
and my reasoning behind this um, conclusion is when you look at the Bocce's pizza, it all is like all flat. So like when you want go want go near uh, when you're gonna go grab the pizza, you're like grabbing like all the cheese in the sauce instead of like like a normal good pizza where you have like that little elevated piece of crust at the end where you can grab on like a nice little handle. That's, yeah, I don't want to say it like crust. that. Okay. Yeah, and Bocce didn't have topography into this. Yes, he is. Yes, t- topography. Yeah. Okay. Um, I gave Cook to the Cook was uh. Pretty even to me. Um, maybe Imperial was a little more cooked than Bocce's, but they were both cooked pretty good. The crust, I gave that one to um, Imperial because, yeah, that. There wasn't much on Bocce's, and by much, I mean there, was, there wasn't. Do I do cheese? You know what? So, since you're standing right here, why don't you finish it out? Snake draft style. Yeah, yeah. Um, for cheese, I gave that one to Imperial. Or, you know, I lied. I gave that one to Bocce's. It just tasted a little bit better than me, but Imperial's cheese was still good. Sauce. <sighs> Those two were pretty similar, and it was hard to pick a... What's a sigh? They were both pretty hard to pick from. Okay. So, I give that one a tie, but they were both pretty good. Toppings. My favorite part, I was disappointed in my pepperoni presentation today from both places. None of them had any char. So, but, so that means I have to go on to quantity instead of quality. I had a good char. Mine's char. Mine wasn't. I I guess the universal cup and char. Yeah, well. This is now an ASMR podcast. Yeah. So when I, when I'm in doubt, I... And there isn't quality, I have to go to quantity, so I have to give that one to Imperial as well. They had way more pepperoni on there, so I have to give it to Imperial. Your overall pick is Imperial? Yes. Okay. Um, Dennis. All right, so I think um, pretty much just on the toppings alone, Imperial had way more pepperoni, like not even close. So to me, Imperial wins overall because you got to love the roni. So I heard you correctly, Imperial. Imperial, yeah. Okay. Brendan, what do you got? Uh, so similar to what Mike and Sean said, I'm a big bocce guy and you as well. Um, I'm very disappointed with the bocce pizza today. I think, I know a lot of people said like, oh, you know, the, the cheese over the crust and the little burn that you get from that. Usually that's like heavy on bocce, and I like that about it. Like it's kind of sloppy. Usually you get that part that like breaks off all around the pizza because it was a little, you know, toasty on the edges, and you didn't get that today. Um, I thought it was a little bit undercooked. I know we're not talking about cook, but um, just overall, less less pepperoni. I didn't think the taste was as good as Imperial. Um, really, really sad to say that uh, Imperial definitely gets my vote today. All right, we got 3-0. A good pizza, so. Uh, yeah. Good, good pizza's good pizza. It, hey, it's any given... Monday, Sunday, whatever day, right? Yep. So, got to bring it. Bring what you brought. Mike. So, I'll, I'll give you the short version. The, uh, my grandmother would roll over in her grave, but I have to go with the Imperial. I I ate bocce's. That was the treat going to my grandmother's house, you know. But this Imperial was way better. I thought so. Mm-hmm. I concur with that. 
So so far, you three or whoever voted for, voted for Imperial, you guys have liked that more rigid, dense bottom to it so far. In in the crust, I like I like the crust. That kind of did it for me. And Bocce's has never had a crust, so I don't I don't you know <laughs> why yeah. tonight I want the crust. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't disappointed by the crust, but just overall, I um it was like when you buy that bite into the pyramid. At least me, anyways. Uh, you bite through it, and you you almost had to like pull a little bit. Where with the bocce, you bite right right through it. Right. So I guess it just depends on how much effort you want to put into it's it. It's known for being softer. I sure. Think. Yeah. 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 Um, Mike, did you want to? Are you just doing short version? The short version is all you need. Okay, skip. <laughs> As far as the rest goes, the toppings, the cheese, the sauce, the top, I, they they were so similar to me. I, if you didn't tell me that they were two different pizzas, I don't think I would be able to tell. I agree. I think they were so similar. You really can't. I mean, the sauces were the same. The only the thing that did it for me was the cook on the Imperial was a little darker, which is what I like, and there was a little bit more zing. Whether that was the pepperoni, the sauce, I, I think it was pepperonis. A little bit of a, a bite to it, a little heat. So for me, um, I'm going with Imperial. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Sean. Uh, don't worry. I'm, Sean, I'm, welcome. I'm, I'm, welcome. It's not going to be a clean sweep. Hey, listen. <laughs> Homer. Hey, listen. It, it's, it's not. Sean, don't listen to all the uh, critics. You I, talk as much as you want tonight. I, I will, absolutely, but I'm going to keep it short. I'm going to keep it short. You, you, you've never kept anything short. I, I, I know. Well, it's going to hurt because I have a story to it's, tell. It's, it's a lot of words and very little <laughs> all right, content. wrap it up. My I, turn. I have a story to tell real quick. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you remember a couple years back when we went to the Brighton Fire Hall and you brought three large bocce pizza, and there was a gentleman from out of town who just came over and he wanted to look at it. He, he, he just was stared at our pizza. I think that was the first year we did that. Do you know the difference between a story and a question? I, I, it, 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 hey, do you remember that story? I remember bringing the bocce's and was like, "Oh shit! I ordered way too many, bo- way too much bocce." We had a lot of bocce's pizza, but but a guy just went, he literally came to us. He didn't ask for a slice. He's like, "I just want to look at it." Um, I'm going to give it bocce's. It's going to be close three to two. Um, you know what? Uh, Imperial, good pizza. I, I understand the crust was a little bit thicker, and I think that's why that's what appealed to the masses. Um, it had Imperial had a little bit too much sauce. Um, it reminded me of Milano's on um, Molinaro's. Not Molinaro's. There used to be a place on Milano's, which is now the um, the Howling Rooster. There used to be a pizza place there called Milano's. They had a lot of sauce, and it was a different. It was that sort of flavor. The and, old, the uh, old guy that ran it by himself all right, the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, I gave the sauce to Bocce's. I toppings were split. I know Imperial had more, but the the taste was identical. Um, and uh, when it comes down to it, presentation, cheese and sauce went to Bocce's. Imperial got the cook. And it got the crust. Final score three two for me. Bocce's at least got a vote. Corey, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you ever give the guy a piece of pizza? You had so much extra. Did you give him one? That's a Kyle question. I don't remember what happened. He did not. I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure, sure we would have given him. He didn't it away. ask for one. He just wanted to stand at our table and look at it. He was from out of town. Yeah, he was from. I remember. I remember this plane is. Did day. the Bills win that day or no? They did. I think there was, was that a Colts. One, I think it was the Colts one. It was the second one. <laughs> Because the, the <laughs> that would have been the night that I got sick walking home. Yeah, you know, he's only gotten sick four maybe, times. Maybe. So maybe four or five times. But every time he gets sick, it makes it on the podcast. It does. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Corey. Uh, okay. I'm, uh, I'll echo what everyone else says. Between the two, 
of pizzas that, um, for some reason, what time is it now? It doesn't matter. 6.45. So 6.45. To me, both of them kind of tasted like they were made at 4 o'clock. That is the disadvantage of them not being delivered from all across the, yeah, the city here. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's kind of holding them back. They weren't completely fresh. But it is a good precursor to the day after morning after slice. I don't like cold pizza. Oh, I know. I'll leave. You don't tell <laughs> me how I eat my pizza. Yeah, I'll leave it myself. Um, to wrap everything out, I'll just I'll, I'll say Imperial just because it seemed like it was cooked a little bit better. So that's the only thing that seemed like it kind of differentiated it between the two pretty much identical pizzas. So, All right. Um, short, sweet. I'm going to pick bocce. I like that softer pizza. The sauce uh, was, you know, I think it had, to me it had a little bit more of a zing to it uh, than Imperial. Imperial had a ton of stuff on it, though. ton of pepperoni. It was almost like you ordered extra pepperoni, which I did not. Maybe that was making up for the DoorDash uh, debacle. Well, folks... Small side story. I need to hire someone to order these pizzas because every time I try to order pizza to make it convenient for my friends to pick them up to bring them to our podcast, something usually happens. And today I ordered through DoorDash and uh, I ordered it for 525 to 535. I got a text at about 505 saying, hey, your shit's ready at 550. So then I got to coordinate with Dennis, who lives in God's country down there in South Buffalo. And uh, yeah, so I kind of... I don't know. They they said they're two different entities, so live and learn. Um, hey, so I'm, what we didn't talk about was the value. Okay. And that's and yes. A big, that's yes. A big okay. Point. So, Sean, you're a value man. Uh, I'm a coupon okay. guy. It's not on the card. No. Bocce's offers a coupon. Okay. So, so <laughs> Imperial Pizza costs $37 and change, almost $38, and the bocce was $30. So, almost $10 more for Imperial. Okay, minus two for the coupon. We didn't do a coupon. Value pack. Oh, yeah. Every week they got it. Yep. So take that into consideration, folks. Uh, they were very large pizzas. They came with at least 12 slices, unevenly cut, though. But, you know, which is great because there are the people, the older ladies and dudes watching their figure who want the smaller. Oh, I just want a small slice. Let me cut that in half. You already got a couple already cut in half for you. And then you got the monster slice. If you Sean, got that whole ramekin nope. uh, to yourself of the blue cheese, you got a whole boat to scoop it with. So, um all right, and then I got a signal from upstairs. Uh, we had another vote for Imperial. So that's about uh, seven to two on that. Um, Bocce's, I, I, I was pulling for you. Sorry. I guess you could have cooked it a minute or two longer. See, now, unlike all you North, North Town guys, I'm a hey, South Town hey, guy. Yeah. And, You're uh, the only one here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got to represent, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty happy about Imperial right here. I like how you call them all North Town. Okay. North. Oh, you're the extreme North. We got one from Lake Ontario shoreline here. You're just up there. I'll tell you what north is, son. Yeah. Ooh. Where, where do you live up there? S- S- Gasport. Oh, okay. We have a cottage in Alcott. We're up there all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how so you're literally on the shore. Yeah. 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 That's north of the wall, I think they would say. <laughs> yeah. Okay, folks. Uh, that would conclude the pizza section. So without further ado. Pizza. 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 Pizza, 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 Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? All right, folks. Um, you know, the Bills, uh, they had to win that game. They had to win that game, and they didn't. 
So I think their playoff chances, winning the game was like 75% or 60%. Wow. Yeah, okay, even higher. And they lost, and now it's what, 50? 50. 50, yeah. I thought it was like 37. Yeah, so it's even worse. So um, It ain't good. No, it ain't. Nope. So let's 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 um play this clip here from Colin Hurd about is Sean McDermott era hurting Josh Allen? Because you gotta think that he is a generational talent and are the coaching staff wasting away a talent. Um and, and I'm sure I'm gonna have a commercial to deal with. Nope, right there. Nope. Nope. The time. We we look at young men. Twenty two Bills Bengals last night. Okay, sorry. We talk about this all the time. We we look at young men, 22, 23, 24, 25. I do this all the time. Well, he's got a ceiling. That quarterback's got a ceiling. Coaches have a ceiling too. Sean McDermott, I watched last night. He's Chuck Knox, former Bills coach, Seahawk coach, Ram coach. He's Marty Schottenheimer. Sean McDermott did a great job to clean up the mess. Very good with details, organization. Football 101 stuff. But I don't think, like Chuck Knox or Marty Schottenheimer, he's a visionary. He's a creative. This team is getting worse. After that opening drive by Joe Burrow to score, I really never felt Buffalo had a shot. I didn't. Josh Allen had a bad shoulder, and yet because they've never had a top-five running game under McDermott, despite having Josh Allen. I mean, Baltimore's got a quarterback that moves. Why do they always have decent run games? McDermott has never developed a run game. Seven years, it's always, hey, Josh, can you save us? Okay, let's stop right there. Anybody have any comments on that so far? I agree 100%. Yep. I do too. 100%. You and I have had this discussion. I would have fired him after 13 seconds. At that point, when you have a game in hand, and I don't care that you're playing Kansas City, when, and I don't care if it was Leslie Frazier's fault or his fault, he needs to take the blame. Yep. He should have been gone then. I agree. He did. He changed this franchise around. He changed the culture. But he's exactly right. He's a defensive coach, and that's what he thinks first and foremost. It's, in his, it's ingrained in him, and it just frustrates me that he ju- just let Josh be Josh. Let him do his thing. If 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 he if he doesn't have a long career because he wants to run, he wants then that's so be it. But just get me one. Just one. Skip, easy on the table. That's Sorry the guy who that. stopped easy, at halftime last night. On the table, Skip. I can't take it anymore. Um, I get sick when I watch. It's just, it's just wasted potential. One of my talents in life is to, get, is to keep Skip going. So, Skip, uh, I'm going to kind of push your buttons even further. Um, in sports, it's always reactionary to, be, to feel like, oh, the coach has got to go. The coach has got to this after that. Here's the thing. We, we, we are fans for a reason. We get to watch and we get to observe and we get to vent, which is, again, thanks, Kyle, for this opportunity. But you have to have an answer. So if not McDermott, who who would you like to see coach the Buffalo Bills? I'm not saying you're wrong, but we have to have an answer. What, what What's the replacement going to be? Because if we're just going to fire him, well, okay, great. But what is your solution to this coaching problem? I'm not the general manager. Oh, that's Someone excuse. that gets paid millions. Oh. No, I don't, I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't have an answer I, for I, I you. Can, I can step in here. I, I, I agree 100%. Go, and so what about Jim Harbaugh if he stops stealing, stealing signs? Oh. The only difference between Harbaugh and McDermott is Harbaugh is an offensive-minded you know, coach. But 
did it work in San Fran? No, I understand what he had. I'm trying not to. It's a lot of static going on. He was the Kaepernick era, you know, all that stuff. But I don't know. I, I don't know that he makes that jump again. I, uh, I'd i like to find out. I mean, I think um, I, I was never a huge fan of him, but I think that being on the offensive side, I think he can do it well enough to uh, get and us over the hump. Rest assured that if this Michigan thing goes down, he will make the jump. Yeah, he, he, sure. He'll go somewhere, but yeah. is he the answer? I don't know. So I, I, my question is, what are you guys looking for for an answer? So not necessarily saying names like Jim Harbaugh or other coaches that are out there. What type of coach? Pick like, me. What pick do me. you want <laughs> to go? So McDermott's defensive. Yep. You want someone that's purely offensive? Yep. You want someone yes. that can control yep. the game? 100%. And young. So you just want, like, young offense of mind. At, at this point, I would take someone. That's not Dorsey, apparently. I would take someone who knows when to call a timeout and when to call a challenge. <laughs> yeah. that, that, Absolutely. He is, he is not a right. game manager. Nope. He's getting worse and worse. Because that looked like... They, Are yeah. we talking about the Shakir catch yeah. or not a catch? Yeah, it was Sherfield, wasn't it? Oh, Sherfield. Sherfield yeah, yeah. 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 I, got I, I do agree about McDermott. He he did a great job with changing the culture. Guys actually want to come here, which is great. And um, you know, he he got us to the playoffs, which was 17 years before we got there. So I've, all that's great. But I think uh, it's different times now. So I, I think we got to go. I do agree with the ceiling. Um, I think I made this argument after. New England. I think I, I lost my patience with the coaching staff after New England. So I, it's hard for me to play to go against Skip, even though I, I so badly want to. Um, to get back to your original question, you know who I'm looking for? And I don't know if he exists, but I'm looking for late, early 90s, late 80s, a Jimmy Johnson type coach. Mm. He just, a, I, you know, he took a team that was, I think, 1 in 15. 1 in 15. 1 in 15, and he was able within the span of about three years. He took over for Tom Landry, too, was able to get them into a Super Bowl win, too. Uh, now, again, he had tools. He had a running back. He had receivers. He had a quarterback. All of them were studs, but he also had an owner that was willing to spend. Not that Pagula's not willing to do it. But we always seem to be missing something. We can't quite... Listen, uh, here's, here's my revelation. I don't want to go too far off this, but, but I wasn't as angry or frustrated last night as I've been in the past. I, I, I had my zen moment. I realize exactly what we are. The Buffalo Bills are a good team. They're not a great team. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a great, great teams win Super Bowls. Yep. We're a nice team. We're a good team. We'll get in the playoffs. We'll get in. We'll, we might win a round like we've done the last two or three years. We might make it to the second. We might, might you know, but we're not Super Bowl contending teams. We're just not. Everyone wants us to be, but we're not. We're, we're a good team. We're a good team. We're not a great team. But you got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, which would have been at this yeah. point in the season the Jets, right. and the Patriots. But here's the deal, and I'm okay with losing Tampa to the Bengals. Yep, you lost yep. the Bengals. You lost on their home turf. You you were close. I stayed up to the last minute thirty because they had a shot. Compared to what they did in the playoffs last year, to me the Bills took a step in the right direction against a team that that I was thinking they were going to come in here and whitewash the Buffalo Bills. All right, let's play the rest of this clip a little. Now he's starting to break down, like early Cam and early Big Ben. Even at 6'6", 255, he takes too many shots. He is starting now to show his age. And McDermott is starting to show his ceiling. Football's not just about organizing stuff. We all know somebody like that. The great organizer in your family. You want to make them executor of the will. You want to have them the paperwork. 
cabinets, files, everything online. But who's the vision of this football operation? Defense, they're now 17th. Offense, they're now 17th. Special teams, PFF rates them 30th. What do they do well? You do not have to be in a salary cap league a perfect team anymore. You just can't be average at everything. You've got to be great at something. You've got to be able to lean into something. Kansas City, it's creativity. Cincinnati, it's Burrow and Chase. Philadelphia, it's Jalen Hurts and the O-line, D-line. You don't have to be great everywhere. I don't love the secondary play by Philadelphia. I don't love the receiving core for Kansas City. Cincinnati's O-line is okay. They've spent money and resources on it. It's never great. What is Buffalo good at? That is the responsibility of a head coach. You can't blame the quarterback. You can't blame Joe Burrow if the secondary for the Bengals isn't tight. This morning, this is embarrassing, with Josh Allen, one of the three or four seminal talents in the world playing quarterback. They are one game ahead of the Raiders. The Raiders. A tire fire. That's They're bad. one game ahead of the Raiders <laughs> and behind the Jets now with Zach Wilson. No excuses. It's time to pivot. Chuck Knox, older, I know, but that's what I grew up with. He cleaned up the Rams, the Bills, and the Seahawks. But then he would hit the ceiling. Didn't have great vision. Marty Schottenheimer cleaned up a lot of messes. But you got to be able to get to the next level. See stuff before it happens. There's a certain rigidity about Sean McDermott, and this franchise is now regressing. They're not Baltimore. They're not Cincinnati. They're not Kansas City. They're not Philadelphia. I don't think they're San Francisco. I'm not sure they're Pittsburgh. Anybody disagreeing with anything yet? Stephon Diggs, nope. a capable offensive like coordinator, a pro bowler on the age. offensive line. I don't think line. that really has anything to do with it. Very little rhythm, no run game. Hey, Josh, save us. I know it's an uncomfortable conversation, but the coach that can clean stuff up often doesn't have the vision and sort of leans into rigidity. That's what makes a good organizer, right? Spotting all the little messes, cleaning them up. But right now, this organization is stuck and regressing. We're Just stuck. Cincinnati's not. Kansas City's not. Philadelphia's not. San Francisco's not. Baltimore certainly isn't. Jacksonville surging. Look around the AFC. This isn't working. It's not. What are they great at? 30th special teams, 17th offense defense. I mean, they've got some good defensive personnel. They can be very special at times in the red zone. But you watched it last night. Cincinnati marched right down the field opening drive, controlled that football game. I never felt in the second half Cincinnati was in danger. Not one time. Okay. Long clip, but a good clip. I I think, yeah, I I can disagree with Brennan, what you said right there, but I think he's speaking for a lot of the fans. I'm going to throw my wife out there who takes the Buffalo Bills way too serious um, compared to me. I'm more kind of a laid-back Zen guru guy, but I'll I'll tell you this. She's terrified we're wasting Josh Allen, and I think that's the the running theme of the fan base is Mm -hmm. that, and I think that's what, what Colin was talking about was that, we're, we're wasting, and I, I think he's got a lot of prime years left. I mean, Brady is, my God, still playing in his 40s. I don't know if Josh can do that. I disagree that Josh is banged up and he can't, and he can't carry it like um, Roethlisberger was later in his career. But I think there is that feeling we're wasting this generational talent. It's before our eyes, um, and I, I think that the fan base feels that way. So crazy question. Do you move the guy? Who, Allen? No. Yeah. No. 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 So – 
Sean said something last week that stuck with me all week, and I actually discussed it with my wife, who very she knows a lot about football, believe it or not. And um, he said that if we don't win one with Josh, we don't win one in our lifetime. And I hate to agree with him, but I do. And I think we need to win with Josh. Now, that being said, too, let me ask you this. So if we have an Eric Bieniemy calling the offense, do you think that McDermott's holding him back? Do you think McDermott handcuffs him? Or you, pick, pick, a, pick an elite offensive coordinator. And that's where I'm going with this. And that's what I sent in the chat today in, in our text where, you know, get rid of Dorsey. That's, I said it last week. I think Josh is married to Dorsey. I think that's the problem. We have to let him play. We have to take the handcuffs, the chains off of Josh, and let him play. Yes, he's injured. I know he is. That's his game. That's what he does. That's how he plays. When Josh extends the plays, we win. When he doesn't, he forces passes that we're all yelling at each other going, why did he throw that? Right. Yeah, I, I think that you can't uh, you can't worry about getting hurt. I think that it's going to happen. You hope that it's not too bad. You hope that your whole season isn't derailed by it. But I think it's going to happen no matter what. And I think that, um, you know, they've done studies and things like that, and all the quarterbacks will talk about how sometimes, sometimes it's, you, get, you get hurt more in the pocket than you do when you're running because you can t- control where you're going if you're running. You know, there's, there's different things like that. But um, I, I said it a couple of weeks ago here at the podcast that um, we, were, we were wasting Josh Allen, and I think other people are starting to realize that now. I agree. 100%. So could they, should they make a midseason move on their offensive coordinator? And then, I mean, like, who's even around that is decent to bring in? There's the should they and will they. Pagula is notorious for, for not allowing these moves until late in both franchises. Right. I don't know if necessarily going with a new offensive coordinator midseason helps you. No, I think it hurts you. So so let me ask you this. Like you're kind of stuck with the guy all year long. Yep. I, I am in no way, shape, or form comparing Josh to Peyton Manning. But Peyton oftentimes called his own plays at the line. He'd go up to the line. He'd go, up to, he'd go in the huddle with three, four plays, rattle them all off, and then when he saw the defense, he would call it. Why don't we let Josh kind of take over a little bit? A little bit. Anyway. Or or is Josh doing that now and we just don't see it right. and he's maybe calling the wrong stuff? If that's it, then that's a problem. Then we need to fix that. But I don't think that's the case. Because how often is he like this? He's you know he's listening to the play being called in. Right. Mike, I'm going to lend you a little credit here. Um, one of the things I've noticed is when the Buffalo Bills are really firing on all cylinders is when their back is against the wall, when they have a two-minute drill type thing. When there's there's less of the huddle. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You have said notoriously on this show that they struggle when they play from behind. They do. They do. They do. Another game where they, they played from they, behind. They do statistically if you look at it. But when their backs against the wall, watch how they move the ball. I mean, think about that one. They can go down the field in eighty yards in about a minute and a half. But that's only they they only seem to be able to put it together when they, it's it's do or die time. Right, and they don't knows? always do it. They don't always do it. I mean, I mean, I, I think they have a good chance of winning that game, short of Kincaid's fumble right there. I mean, right. I, I, I what think happened with that. I mean, but but if you watch that drive before that fumble, I mean, they were doing what Cincinnati did in the first play. They were marching down that field like like they owned it. I just wish they could do that from the start of the game and be consistent. Absolutely. Well, and they were talking about that today on WGR. There was a lot of talk around after uh, McDermott's press conference today because they asked him and they said. 
you know, why does it take so long to get to the hurry up offense? Why don't we stick to that? Why do we go away from it? And all he had to say was, Oh, we want to, you know, we're trying out some different types of offense. What yes. hurry up offense? Because for the they last, started in the no huddle. Yeah, but for the last, what was it, four minutes? When did and they the get the ball game back they at the very end? No huddle too when they scored. It took them four minutes to get down there. There was no hurrying at all. That's why I said it. Like, I saw them get the ball back last night, and I was like, all right, if they move down quickly, they can get the ball, have a stop, and get it back again. And there was no urgency. Yeah, there was no sense of urgency at all. When they were going on their last drive, well, it seems they're successful with it, and then they, it's like, well, we did that for one drive, yeah, and we're going away from it. Like, why? It's okay to like keep right. doing yeah. this. Like, I, they might make adjustments, but that's a hard offense to for any defense to react to. I feel like there's too many adjustments. So I'm wondering though, because the Bengals marched down on a nice, sustained drive, the Bills scored pretty quickly compared to that drive. Do you think that they thought, oh shit? We have to have our defense get a breather, so maybe we shouldn't score that fast. Is that what complimentary football yeah, would say you was, should do? I was <laughs> listening, you know, on the on the way here, and that's what everyone's talking about. Complimentary football is making sure that your offense and your defense are are on the field the same amount of time. I don't know if he says which that one more time, I'm going to kill myself. Which definitely didn't happen yesterday. <laughs> defense was no. playing all game right. long. Mm-hmm. We had pretty close to no run game too. Like besides yeah. besides Josh running it. Which was great to see, and I don't agree with that penalty that he got in the first quarter there. The taunt? Yeah, the taunt, not at all. Yeah, that was... I mean... I, I totally agree with that penalty. My I, wife if, said if, that was bogus, too. If, if you watch that penalty, he's turning, he's looking, he's pointing with that shit grinning. My wife tried to make the argument. She's like, "Are you? I can't believe it. Then they slowed it down. They show Josh tilting his head. And I, I don't think there's any harm in it. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it, I think it was blown out. But it, it does, he gives him that wink and that smile like, I got you. And is that the spirit of the NFL? I think they don't want that, but... The NFL I, the NFL is in the no-fun league. Right? Right? You, you can't yeah. have fun. I actually saw a tweet today that said that if he crossed the goal line and didn't point at him, that Josh should have gotten a penalty. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, and you were talking about... Uh, is that me? You were talking about... Um, someone said when they let off. It's 21-7 to 7 at halftime. We only allowed three points in the second half. Yeah. So if our offense gets their shit together for a couple of drives, we win the game. Like, so what happened? Yeah. Once again, it's our, it's our beaten up defense holding us in games, and mm-hmm. our offense absolutely losing it. Yep. And there's well, more, not there's winning. more injuries too. Like yeah, Bernard has a concussion, yeah. and I think Benford. Something's going on with him. I forget what. So yeah, Josh Norman will be starting. Hyde. Probably. Yeah. But oh, what they have is they're still going to find a way to somehow keep us somewhat in the game. Right, you got Denver Monday night. And we have our offense that are there any injuries on it? I mean not besides um, Knox. Knox. Knox, yeah. Okay, so they just suck. Yeah, yep. they do. They're they're not playing anywhere near how they should be. Well, and all these rankings that say like um like Cowherd was just saying, um, oh you're you're seventeenth on offense. That's so skewed by the first couple of weeks when we were actually scoring scoring points yeah, too. Right. Take right. those, those out. first couple yep. weeks out, we might be twenties. High twenties. Yeah. Like yep. they're that's that's why I was saying last week, our offense is we have the weapons. How are they not scoring points? How are they not putting drives together? Yeah. And it has to be coaching. Yeah, right. Um, that's the only thing that's left. Play calling. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah. Um, is the defense banged up enough where Hamlin's going to get dressed and play? <laughs> Maybe. I almost sent you guys a picture from um, the Buffalo Bills posted it, and it was I didn't want to do it because you know it was a big Demar Hamlin 
love fest on that game yesterday, but they showed him like walking around and like dabbing people up and he had like special cleats on. And I was like, what are you wearing cleats for? You're inactive. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't slip on that turf. I guess breaking, so. Breaking a new pair in. Yeah. Is there any highlights? What was the good uh, thing you saw? I, I definitely I definitely liked the, the Josh taunting. I feel like that that means mm-hmm. he's in the game, all that the like something's missing on the sidelines. Something's something's not right. Like either the thing yeah, Diggs isn't something. even even Diggs is not in it. Uh Josh Allen's not into it. Um So is this a locker room problem too? I mean I think so. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what it is exactly, but they're they're not they're not the same way that they used to be. Aside from the fumble, I like Kincaid again this week. Yeah, Kincaid looked good. So uh, someone told that me today tough, that was a tough shot. Though that was an amazing someone, I think, defensive play. Though. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, punched that, that out. That was beautiful. I almost threw up. By the way, um, I literally was. I watched almost the whole game, and I, I had, like was trying to do all sorts of things, and I left and I missed. It. I came back, and as I came back into the view of the TV, Knox is going or not Knox. I'm sorry, Kincaid is going over. The ball's bouncing out. They recover it, and I almost throw up. Literally, <laughs> spontaneously throw up yeah. because they were they were marching. It was, it was on the 10-yard line. Uh, would you say that would be the uh, Dogzik backbreaker play yeah. of the game? Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I wrote that down. That's what yeah. I there is yep. the backbreaker. Of, because that was it. That yeah. was, you, you, could, you could see a path to victory. Especially when the Bills' defense held ben, can, uh, Cincinnati to three points in the second yeah, half. Plenty of time left. Did that, that, fumble two quarters. Occurs, right, that fumble occurs very early in the fourth quarter. You had a lot of time. Hey yo, Sean! I just want to—I want to say to you—I'm very happy for you that you found a Zen moment last night. I was freaking pissed. I did. I, well, I, I realized what we are. It took Ugh. this long, you know, into the season. Whether it's Vegas hyping us up, our own fan base hyping us up, um, the, the media hyping us up, I just—I realized what we are. We're a good team. We're not great. We'll never win a Super Bowl this year. I mean, we're, we're talking lightning in the bottle. All of our guys have to come back healthy. And we have to just catch catch fire at the right time. But we're 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 a good team. We're not great. San Francisco has the potential of being great. The Eagles can be great. Who gives a shit Jeez. about them? <laughs> I, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Those teams are in the great category. I, I finally reached that level where we're not. We're we're in the good category. So we're drought era football or better? No, I I don't think so. I mean, I listen. We've we've hit a nice patch of consistently been in the playoffs. I think it's to be expected. We're expected to be there. Um, I think the Sheen's kind of coming off a little bit of that. You know, we, we may not make it. We have the second hardest uh, schedule in, in the back end to play. So, uh, I mean, but here's, here's the here, – you want a silver lining? Miami still can't beat a good team. Not yet. And, and so not, it's your division oh, right there. Sean, I I'm not sure we can Neither can team. Buffalo. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But so I, I said this earlier today. I said the only way I think that we make the playoffs – is if we win the division. I don't think we get in as a wild card. And the and the only chance that we have of winning the division is the fact that Miami's schedule is difficult. It's not it's not as bad as ours, but it's difficult. That being said, y'all are going to jump on me about this, but watch out for the Jets. The Jets are sneaking up and if Miami's schedule's bad and our schedule's bad, oh. then then who knows? But I think we need to win a division. I don't, if, if the Jets win tonight, they're ahead of us. Yeah. And I don't think that's anything to jump on you about at all. Like, I can see us totally finishing third in this division this year based on what's left in our schedule. Uh, Miami's got a slightly easier schedule. I mean, honestly, I, I think you have to go at least 5-3 and three the rest of the way, and I don't know if I see those wins. 
at least the way the team no. is right now, and possibly getting worse defensively. That's the thing. We we we, we might be good, but I w- I would be happy if we were just consistent. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys, you, you see the the stretch around Thanksgiving, right? Philadelphia at yeah. Philadelphia, yeah. Kansas City at Kansas City, then Ooh. Dallas here. Three games in a row. We have the bye week in between. Those are tough games. <laughs> I don't see us winning it. Maybe one out of those three. If we're lucky. When I think of that. <laughs> oh, there you go. What do we oh, He's drinking drink drink out drink of those it. baby bottles. Yeah. You know, if, if the playoffs started today, we would not be in it. No. So I think we have a lot of work to do. And, uh, you know, we hope that people get healthy, like, after the buy and things like that. But you can't count on it. So I think we got to figure something out. It's a little skewed only because the Jets haven't played yet. If the Jets win, we're technically out. If the Jets lose, we're still technically in a playoff spot tonight. It's a bad place to be. Oh, terrible. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Either way. I said at the beginning of the season, I thought we were the third best team in the AFC East. And I think after tonight, that's going to be a fact. What hurts so much about that, though, is it's still with Rodgers out. And the Jets yeah. are still there. Yeah. If he somehow comes back, watch out. And it looks like he's going to. Yeah. And I don't think everybody keeps saying this about the Dolphins like, oh, they can't beat a team that's over 500. Honestly, we can't either. Nope. Yeah. We beat the Dolphins, though. Yeah. Great. That's the, that's the <laughs> no, I know. We play them the again. I don't know if we do. Yeah. You looked so good against the Dolphins. So good. Firing in all cylinders. Perfect game from Josh. And then they just crapped the bed after that. And that's a divisional game. You know what's going to happen. There's always going to be divisional games where something fluky happens. But it's Den- Denver, Kansas City. Yeah. 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 But it's we shouldn't have this many games that we're dropping that we should be winning. Mm-hmm. Like the Patriots game, to me, is the one that hurts the most. Yep. There's no way in hell we should have lost. Mm-hmm. But we did. And here we are, losing again. Yeah, hundred percent. So, is Josh really as good as people say he is? Yes. He he has ninety one turnovers since twenty eighteen. You okay. live by the sword. Ninety one. So based on a text that you sent last night, I did some research. Okay. Okay. So Jim Kelly, yeah, played for us eleven years. Okay. He had a hundred, I think it was seventy five interceptions in eleven years. It was some crazy number. Wow. Nineteen one year. 18 another year. He had one year that he threw over 30 touchdowns. Allen has thrown over 30 touchdowns the last three years. He's on pace for less interceptions in a total if you go to the 11 years. All right. He's, what, six or seven years in? All right. Yeah. All right, I'll rush my what, case. What about Brett Favre? Hey. Guy has two, right? Two Super Bowls? I think just one. I just one? Was one. it one? Yeah. It's New England. And Rogers got the other one? They yes. went to two. They yeah. lost one. Yeah. One yeah. lost. Yeah. That's right. He has yeah. one though. That's more than so, like ice, ice cream, machine ice cream machines. Soft serve machines. Saying, uh, "Please eat me." Um, uh, I I realized someone listened to the pod last week. Um, do you know who tuned into the pod, Kyle? Uh, please tell me who. Joe Burrows. Oh yeah, he did. And you want to know why Joe Burrows turned in? You want to know why he had the game he had? Because when we were talking, I think last week or it might have been two weeks ago, about Josh Allen being a top three, top five quarterback, you know who we left out? Joe Burrows. We didn't even bring him up. He never even got a sniff in terms of being a top. He proved last night. I think he's proved for the last two or three years by taking his team to a Super Bowl, by probably should have maybe getting in two years in a row, that he's a top three quarterback. And the question is, is he better than Josh Allen? Hey, he even did it with nine fingers. 
Right. It was disgusting, but it was it was great. The bloody finger. <laughs> yeah, Joe Burrows. Joe Burrows uh, was full value, and that was the thing that stood out to me the most. Their quarterback made plays when it was third down. Yeah. Ours only in the fourth quarter. I will ask, though, who is Joe Burrows? I, I was going to ask you the same thing. Because when he listens to it this week, he's probably going to be pissed at you. You made, yeah. called him the wrong Burrow. name. Burrow. Burrow. Sorry. Is there multiple? That's a Western New York, like, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Joe Burrow. Sorry, Listen. Joe Burrow. The violas. Yeah, that's right. You're a teacher. You should know better. Hey, you know what? Hey, I was... Not a good teacher. Is this not at all? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> was this also another game where the Bills definitely got out coached because it seemed like uh, Cincinnati's defensive coordinator is like, "All right, we'll let you put one in, and then we're gonna shut that down." I mean, their defense is good. I mean, the Cincinnati defense is good. So the Bills' offense is just that bad. I think yes. so. And they just can't adjust. Yes. Yeah. They they shouldn't adjust. They should dictate the play. I think. Mm, I think excellent. you have to show them what show them what you're doing and just do it. Like be good at something, right? That's it. Good take. I was yep. interested to see tonight what you had to see say about Gabe. <laughs> Gabe who? Which stinks. I think it's in the back of the milk cartons, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, uh, what did Diggs have? Six catches, maybe. Yeah, Six for eighty-six 80. on touchdown. I don't think. How about that one catch where he just That's thirty-four yards? Just the rifle to the oh. touchdown, and then no, the no, two-point. No, 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 digs. Yeah, where he took that screen. T- and yeah, just broke just, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought he was. I think that's the most yards after catch that he's had in all, several seasons. Because no, no. he had Probably the same, close. he had the, basically the same play. What third week? Was it New England? No, oh, not New oh, England. Miami. You can't talk into it when you're facing it to him. <laughs> you got to point it at you. Where he slid, they didn't touch him. He got back up and he kept running. Yeah, right. that was Miami. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I was very impressed with that. That was a nice single effort that he put in on that with Gabe, all the contact. I have Gabe Davis fair. He's not a game changer. So, uh, you know, he's well, up for a I, How are you going to change the game if you don't get the ball thrown at you that I, I, much, right? You know what? You've got to have confidence in the receiver. Regardless, if they had confidence in him, he would get the ball. How many times do you throw it to him? It doesn't matter, Kyle. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, guy ain't catching the ball if they don't throw it to him. I, but when he's getting the balls, he's not catching them. Gabe Davis is however, not a game changer. He's not a number two anymore. Oh, that, yeah. yeah that's however, a, that's a play that should have been on the first yard, the first yep. one. Oh, the that's finger in the face mask? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, freaking turned his head. Right. Yeah. That that's fifteen don't, yards all day long. Even okay, we started. won't get into penalties. Not yet. <laughs> we'll wait until you're about to leave, and then we'll get you fired yeah, up for your ride home. Well, I got I got I got two more things. I want to talk about penalties. I got I want to talk about ownership. Oh, receivers can't stop their routes. That's that's illegal. It's intentional <laughs> grounding. Listen, they had that ref come on and explain the rule. The ball is in the fucking air. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Like, how are you going to call that on a quarterback? Bleep that out. Uh, We're not bleeping anything. No, you're, you're forgetting no. the play before when the, the one Bengals slid tackle. Kincaid. Oh, that was a trip. Yeah. Uh, that was a trip. It was a slide that tackle. Was a trip. Timmy K would have been in soccer. You can do that. That's a trip. You can't. Uh, blatant. Blatant. The guy had the ball. They and were, then you're going to sit there and look at the rule book and call. Mrs. Viola, will you call your, your husband to uh, get him to stop for a second? There was, I, I, I sent this to you. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it yet. There's a video. Uh, shout out to 12. Bill's, Bill's News Court. Uh, uh, I want to give him the proper props here because he's a good dude. Keep talking. Yeah, keep talking for a no, second. I'm gonna find Sean, you're done. <laughs> You've matched your allotted time. Oy. Bill's News Consolidated. I follow him on Instagram. He put a video together of 12 penalties that were called on us that weren't I, or, or turnovers. Or, one of them was the, the catch that was a no catch. Yep. Yeah. That one I would agree with. I don't know if that was the catch, but the other 11 that he showed were blatant. It was the 
pass or the the grounding, intentional grounding, which was BS. The taunting, yeah. taunting, which was absolute garbage. Let them play. He but in full it. speed, it was just a quick point. But quick. when they slow it down, it looks like he's pointing at him for an eternity. Yeah, mm. well, you can make it. You know, <laughs> yeah. If you pause make it look it, like anything you want to look at. Okay. I do want to know you if Tyree Kills get in that call every time he gives somebody a little peace right. sign as See, he's running a, He into does the that every zone. time he scores. No, yeah, and that's what the guy yeah. says. He sees that play all the time, ta- a little point. Skip, yeah. how about the roughing the passer? The garbage. roughing the passer yeah. was absolute garbage. It was like a bang-bang play. He, how is he? The man is almost 300 pounds. How is he going to stop himself when he's launching himself? And it wasn't even that bad. He didn't even land on top of the guy. Had, yeah. He pulled yeah. him on top of him. That was terrible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the, uh, the Kincaid, which was an absolute... It was a slot. I mean, he tripped him. There's an absolute trip. Yep. Um... You had the face mask in the end zone. There was there were several of them, and they what? were just uh, the oh, holding. Oh, that the Spencer, holding Brown, Spencer Brown, that was ghost garbage. Call. Yeah, ghost call. I mean, the guy's got six. His arms, wingspan of a, a condor for crying out loud. He didn't hold them. Yeah, it was absolute garbage. Probably held on like ten other plays, but but yeah, not that yeah. particular one. Yeah, and this is a problem league wide, not just Buffalo. You see these these game checks; these guys are getting docked. For, for hits that don't exist. Yeah, I was going to say and, that. Yep. And I, I follow J.J. Watt. He's a guy I, I like. And, and he posts that these guys are losing. For some of these guys, it's big money. Mm. For some of these guys. And he, as soon as that roughing the passer happened, he posted, he's like, if that's roughing the passer, our game is fucked. Oh, sorry. Our game is screwed. You know, but... That's We have an advisory before <laughs> I this, did that. right? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I think the, the penalty is, like, league-wide. I think... Especially in a primetime game, and I've said this before too, is that like you want to have your better referees, right? To show you would up. think on a big primetime yeah, game, to, yeah. To show show it off to everybody, but yet time it always happens where that that, that doesn't happen. Hey Dennis, but it's you, the you Bills. Have, you have to have good referees to have better referees. Yeah. That's true. That's true. So Skip, in that clip that you sent me with that um, guy, was he saying that because he's a six year ref that these play these bad calls are okay, or the fact that he's been doing no. it for six years, it's unacceptable. I think he's saying I I wasn't yes, sure which way to take he, that. So you don't just become a head referee without being a back judge, a side judge, a, a, mm, a line yep, judge. Yep, so yep. he's been he's been here for a while. So he's been good enough to be able to get himself into a leadership role to be the head referee. Yeah. For the last six years, he should know what he's doing. These these refs, I feel like they interject themselves just when they don't need to. Just let them play. It ruins the flow of the game, Sean. Do you hear me? It ruins the flow of the game. I had down as a as a cute little side bit. It was a flag festival. That's what it was yesterday. Festival. Festival. It yeah. was a flag festival. And you know what? I, I agree with you, Skip. Fun with flags. I really, 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 really wanted to just keep you going, stoke that fire. But the bottom line was no, th- those flags had an impact the, the missed calls and i think in any sport you want the referees to have control of the game but you don't want them to be a determining factor in the outcome of the game and that's what we had yesterday for better or worse and i agree denny i think you pointed it out um you want your best on prime time you want your best you don't want the referees to play and it, it, it sounds like a homer take but there were a number of calls where again you're thinking to yourself i'm just an average football player and I know that's not a penalty. When, when I think of refs, I think of like being an offensive lineman. If your name doesn't get mentioned, you're doing your job. So that's how yeah. the refs should be. Yeah. If, if you're not, uh, obviously, there's egregious things that happen. You have to do what you have to do. But I think you just kind of try, try, try to stay out of it. Let them play a little bit. You know. And I'm, I, I'm still pissed about that slide tackle. Oh, yeah. How was that? Like, did he get fined or anything? 
Who knows? Not that we know of. They didn't even get penalized. To me, that looks like a finable offense. You are attacking somebody with your feet. Yep. When they were like, saying, oh, well, he got his arm up. Yeah. It's no. Like, is your arm that enough up? to He's not call that? I don't think so. So what's he even thinking doing that? Yeah. I actually, like, I texted you guys. Uh, I hated that whole series because... So Kincaid goes down after that, and I was like, oh, shit, is he actually <laughs> and hurt? Allen goes right to him. And then Allen goes right to him. as I thought he was going to hobble off the field, but I he know. didn't. He hobbled like back into the he could puddle, or, or, and yeah. he couldn't. Yeah. And then he catches the ball somehow, but if you watch him run that route, he's not running. He's like limping through the route. It's like you had nowhere else to go. Is Kincaid <laughs> our only person we can put on the field as a tight end right now? You no, know, unless Quint is Morris, Morris out? Quint yeah, Morris. so why, Morris. Didn't, why didn't I he, thought he come was out, out for that one play? I, I thought he was in there to save time. I, I, don't, I think yeah. he, he was right to the line to save time, and he's like, just get me on the line. He didn't even run a, a normal route. He went out three steps, turned. He happened to be open. It was no game. He was wounded. It was I think no he game. was just trying to get to the sidelines. Right. But, but, but speaking of the penalties, not to beat a dead horse, I don't know if this is like – just a Bills problem because I heard today that the Bills have the most are tied for the most penalties in the whole league. Oh God! And I don't know if that's because we have so many primetime games and these refs are just like trying to be the man, or if this is a league wide problem. Because actually, when the Bills play so many primetime games, I actually get to watch a lot of other games on Sundays, yep. and I think there's a lot more flags being thrown than ever before. I don't have any stats to support that, but I would be interested on in that to see. Where we're at in the season, how many flags overall there have Fact been? Check that, yeah, get on I, that. I, total flags. I, I looked that up, and um, the stat that I saw, it, we are not is that, the is most that classified information? The it's NFL actually, doesn't let that information it's out. Four teams that were above us. Oh, as of today. As of today, um, I don't remember what they were. It was this morning. I'm sorry. Oh, I hey, I got an anonymous texter on the text line here. All right. That uh, somebody's sharing the inside info from today's Bill Zoom call, uh, a recap. Uh, Ken Dorsey is still the OC calling plays. McDermott still has faith in that man. Dorsey says rhythm is getting first downs. Dorsey hasn't thought about leaving the booth for the sideline. I, why would you? I, I like it being upstairs because then you can see the what the defense is doing better, I would think. I don't know if that's going to change his terrible play calling. Right. No, I would think no. Uh, they want to remain a balanced and two-dimension offense. What are the dimensions? Who knows? Uh, I don't think he knows. And a lot of talk about executing better. Yeah, that's 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 a good one to start right there. If if they run a little bit, that that kind of are the dimensions passing and running. I would think so. I mean, catching is that one? Hopefully, blocking is that one? Well, not our offense. <laughs> oh, okay. So let's talk about that. Bills clearly lost in the trenches last night, right? Oh I mean, how many times was Burrow like the first knuckle away from being tackled yeah. for a sack? Yeah, I, did I, they I, sack I, I him know. once? We, yeah, they each had one sack. Each team had one, mm-hmm. but the one. But that I thought ja- I thought Jash got sacked like twice or something no. more. The one he was going down and he threw the ball. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have that in my notes that we just can't, we just couldn't get to Burrow. So I mean, another game, another game of an uncontrolled pass rush, and he seems to be able to squirt out, you know, all the time. It's like so frustrating to watch, where they're getting pressure, but they're not getting pressure. Uh, I think uh, at Ghosts. least we got a taste of Von Miller 
a couple of times he he made his uh, presence felt. He almost no got way. sad. I was going nope. to say the exact opposite. Thing. Okay. Dude, he, he well, sucks. I'm not saying he was a superstar, but at least <laughs> he is I, so slow. It's the first game where I noticed him. Like he actually because they he, played he, him he a few had, series. He almost had Burroughs. He almost had him for a sack right there at the end. Like it, it, oh, I was asleep. I noticed him fall on his face in front of the guy and let him get the first down that cost us the end yep. of the game. Two sides of a story, Viola. I yeah. just saying, and I, I noticed also checked. Him. So this is how much I was prepared to talk about how bad Von Miller's been. He didn't have a single tackle the entire game. No. Okay. Ho, ho, ho. Has he had tackled yet this season? I don't think he's touched know. a guy. I don't know. I, I don't think he's even attack. touched an opponent yet. So um, you touch the guy that's blocking you. I don't even know if he touches him. I think no. I saw him <laughs> when he was trying to like rush around him. He actually touched the guy first. <laughs> I, I'm a big Miller fan. I was a Von Miller fan when he was in Denver. I love that he won a Super Bowl in L.A. The only Bills jersey I own is Von Miller. You might want to sell it. Yeah, I am Return not happy it. at all. Yep. Now, Get your money back. That being said, he is less than a year away from a torn ACL. He's back. We saw what happened to Trey White and how long it took Trey White to kind of get back to where he was finally playing the way he did, and then he got injured again. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm hopeful that he's got a little game left in him. I guess I would refer to the earlier episodes of Zabil's podcast where we said, hey, would you want Von Miller back as soon as possible, or do you want him back for a good playoff push? And I'm wondering if this kind of experiment that they're doing with him, hey, play 10 plays in this game, play 25 plays in this game, is bringing him back too early. Is he still having discomfort? That's not really a great way to. You are a proponent of bringing him back ASAP for Jacksonville and London. I was. I was. Hoping, and I, I was. I was hoping that he would uh, play a little bit better. I mean, I got to be honest. He's he's really underwhelmed big time. I think. I think before he got hurt, I think he was he was excellent last year before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And so since he's come back, he has done almost nothing. Like I, I don't know if he's tackled anybody. I don't, so I don't, I, think, I don't he, think he has. He hasn't had a tackle. Yeah. I was just saying he touched somebody. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. yeah, I, I think I, th- I did hear that he slap hands, slap hands. <laughs> he he was on a, like a podcast, uh, and he said that last night was the best he's felt. So you would hope that maybe something will happen sooner or later. But I'm or do you just that. say that just so people listen to the pod and they don't pick up on? Oh shit, my knee sucks. So could be still got the brace on. Not sure if he'll ever take it off, but I mean, he just. Yeah, I, I think I think the the brace is okay to stay there. I think I think you have to. He's learned how to play with it, right? So I mean, he's ha- he's had this injury before, so you would think that he would kind of know what to expect or you know things like that. Yeah. So um, we're, we're pretty far from when they when they cleared him. I think he came back week five. I think that was the Jacksonville game. So is he's been back four games, five games. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. So know. so I'm I'm hoping real soon we hear something from him. And is Rousseau still on the roster? Because I haven't seen the last couple I saw, games. I saw him on the sidelines. Okay. That's a good spot for him, I guess. And Miller supposedly did not have a pitch count last night, right? Snap count. Sure. Uh, I, I saw him out there a handful of times, it seemed like. Yeah. You know, uh, Epinesa is still on this roster? Didn't see him last night. Okay. I saw him once. He was out there once. Okay. I just saw him walking, but he was out there once. Did anyone observe Douglas? I didn't really yeah. notice him. I noticed the, that D tackle more than oh, you know, especially when that he big, like that big dude when he stuffed him on that three and third and one and like he was the one who got the sack on on Joe Burrow. I think when he picked him up from like behind and like shoved him checked forward. his oil. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he uh, okay. Um, what about and uh, I think I saw a highlight where 
Josh Norman, Norman is like playing, playing. Yeah. yeah he was out there on defense, I saw. Yeah. How does he look? I mean, I didn't like him back when he was good. Yeah. So I don't, I, I mean, I didn't play that close, close enough attention. I think by that point in the game, I was kind of more more pissed off than anything. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a totally different defense than what we started with. Oh, yeah, big time. I, I think the defense isn't the problem because the defense is keeping us in the game. Yeah. It's our offense. If, if our offense can go out there and score that, like that they should be able to, then we wouldn't, we wouldn't be in the position we're in now, right now. So we're, they're keeping us in the game, but we got to generate turnovers. Last, like that's the worst part. We're still there, but it's not the same defense. I mean, I mean that's great, but I think we're on like the third or fourth string for some of the positions. Yeah, I know. So I think you you can only ask so much of them at this point. I think, and they like I think somebody said it before that they let in. We only let three three points in last night in the second half. Yep, that's huge, huge. So I think our, I think our offense and the special teams being thirtieth. I think Colin Coward said. That's that's horrible. Thirtieth. I mean, come on. I think we're also forgetting exactly what Cincinnati did the week before against San Francisco in San Francisco, which is a very good football team. Which you know, I've heard somebody say they're a great football team. They are a great football team. And twice they, they walked. Twice. They walked into their barn and they they whipped them good. I mean, they beat San Francisco solidly. I mean, you know, I was terrified because we had actually made our predictions before that Cincinnati um, San Francisco game. And I watched that game because it was on TV, and they owned San Francisco, which is a very good team. So I gave us no shot. And the fact we were within one score, that's why I know we're not great, but I, I feel like the Bills still have potential. Their defense is basically being held together by bubble gum and duct tape. Speaking of those picks before uh, from last week, uh, Dennis and Brennan were the only ones who got their picks correct. Hated <laughs> <laughs> hate nice. to do it. Yeah. Just well, felt, felt that way. Yeah. Last week, Sean had a question for us on a scale of one to ten. How do you feel about Josh's injuries? Has anybody's opinion changed this week? I actually feel a little bit better. I think, I think that like him him playing, I, I don't think it really affects him as much. From what I saw, I think that like the interception, I think that was a bad read more than anything else last mm-hmm. night. He did air one out to Hardy. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the trick play too. The trick play, that, like yeah. I, I like the, the trick flicker. play last night. The flea flicker, yeah. So. I feel like even though it wasn't complete and you know it wasn't really even close to being complete, I think that still kind of makes the defense play off a little bit. So let them know that that you're there, and you know. I mean, at this point in the season, with what I see, it just like the Bills just need to just freaking score as many points as possible. And if you got to sacrifice your defense on getting rest and you know lessening their snap count and time on the field, just I, I think you just have to outscore people. Well, I think that going back to what. Uh, Colin Cowherd said, did I get his name right? Colin Coward. Coward, yeah. Cowherds. Uh, Herds, yeah. <laughs> driving driving here, I, I I kind of had the same sort of thought. We're not superior. Like, you look at teams. Like, he, he was right. You look at the Kansas City, whether it's their quarterback and Kelsey. You look at the Eagles, whether it's their running game and the the brotherly love push. They they have that. Tush-push. Tush-push. The, the Bills, we didn't load up once again at the deadline we kind of spread it out we needed some defensive help we got that we picked up a running back it, 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 we're, it always seems like we're missing that one player but in this case we're missing that one player on both sides of the ball we want it to be von miller he's not ready and we don't have that secondary receiver to, to play off a of digs where we can sit there and own a team and we just don't have it i think the bills didn't listen to the podcast because they did not listen to anyone we suggested to get in free agency um, 
They did go after defense, though, which they the did. guys on this side of the table said they should do. They did. So. They did. And then why does any – I got a clip I want to play in, but I'm going to finish this question. Leonard Fournette, why? Prove me wrong. Why? Why would they? Why do they need him? Someone, from what I heard, it's someone who can catch the ball out of the backfield. So can frickin' Cook. Can Cook can. They just don't. I don't know. I'm not yelling at you. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I, I'm I, just saying. Is it to preserve Josh's body in tush pushes and goal lines? Could be, and he's depth. I mean, let's let's be realistic here. He's running back depth. I mean, he gives you another op. He gives you. Did he even options. dress last night? No, no he's practice squad no. right now. Yeah, oh. so I, he's probably not in game shape. Probably for okay. two, two more, three more weeks. But the, he gives you depth. He gives you another option you have to try to really listen. There's some reason why they're not running the ball. I mean, I I think we all agree. Cook has has made. Vast improvement. I, I don't Cook think their line's good, good enough. Cook, then, Cook right? Look good. I think it's the offensive line, and I think the Fournette signing is depth because uh, Harris. Harris. I think he he hurt his neck, so he's on IR. So I don't I don't know when he's. So he's gone at least four weeks, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of health and uh, injuries, here is a soundbite that I took off the Let's Go podcast with uh, Jim Gray, Tom Brady, and uh, great, Jim. It's nice Larry to have Fitzgerald. One of my. Uh, one of my friends on today, a, fo- a fellow California kid, but someone I really look up to and admire for the way that he's playing the games is one another of the guy that likes to talk out there like, that I had a chance a to compete like against. Josh, thanks for coming on with us. So we don't hear from super grateful people. to have you, and, and you're having a, a great season. And uh, you have since the day you came into the league. You know, you've been a big, tough competitor, and there's been a lot that's pushed on you. And I know how. That's Bill's his guest. Mafia is. They got big expectations for you, and uh, and you played in a lot of big a long games, time and ago. you performed yeah. really well. And I really appreciate you being with us. Well, thanks for having me on. It's some uh, nice words coming from from the likes of you. Obviously, I grew up a huge Tom Brady fan. There's no secret to that. I know Bill's Mafia wasn't the happiest. I, I hate it. Pictures on the internet of me wearing his jerseys and Patriots gear and all that jazz, and it gets. Posted every time we play the freaking Pats, that that picture always comes up. But um, you know, can't you can't fault me for that. And like Tom said, both California kids, but someone that I obviously looked up to and tried to emulate as a kid, and still still continue to do so. Josh, what's it like to represent that area? It, people feel the wrath of the Bills Mafia on the outside. Tommy felt it for those twenty plus years. What's it like to be on the inside? Has the mafia really helped us? Well, I mean, I, what I feel is it's, wins, it's a fan base that losses. Tom alluded to earlier. They love football here. They love the Bills. You know, in mafia, I mean, I, I really think that's a term for family, right? Like, it's, it is it is so family-oriented here. It reminds me so much of how uh, I was born and raised in, in my hometown in terms of everybody feels like they know everybody, and it's just one big community, but it – it's it's not a huge city. Obviously, there's not all the the high rises and places to go to eat and party and club and all that stuff. But you know, I think that makes Buffalo unique, um, especially for the players because they come here and we we hang out with each other. We get to do things as a team. You know, it's like, hey hey, what are you guys doing tonight? Does it you look know, like that when they're playing? The road, Does it look like like the Diggs and Josh hugging and stuff has stopped and you know, we yeah. definitely they should probably hang out at practice. Or maybe other people yeah. in LA or Miami, like all these big cities that have these like you're not seeing it. Yeah, someone said that they an hour and a half away from each other based on where they live and hang out. Um so we utilize that to our benefit as much as we can. We get a little little Halloween party tonight. That 
Great to be joined by Josh Allen, the quarterback okay. of the Buffalo Bills. I had to skip it a little bit. Tommy, oh, here we, we talk go. about it a lot on this program. You were this so main, proficient main at running. Um, and you just love it when you see Josh run. What's your advice to him about that <laughs> running the football? Well, I, I think that, you know, this is a, a – I have a lot of pet peeves because, you know, at 23 years of playing, I have a lot of pet peeves about the way the guys would run routes, about what guys – the way offensive linemen would stand in the huddle, about guys jogging on and off the field. Like, I had a lot of pet peeves. I'm sure Dable could probably name a bunch of my pet peeves. Um, but I think from a quarterback standpoint, I, I really – because I love – these quarterbacks and I, I, you know, I, I love the way they play and the passion they have. I want to see him play for a long time too, you know, and someone like Josh, for example, that I see has this amazing ability that not a lot of guys have size, speed, strength, obviously his ability to throw the football. He was a little wild early on that settled down. He's a little more accurate now, but he's because he's makes a lot of plays running the ball. I think sometimes he gets used and he wants to run it because he knows he can gain yards. There's a lot of confidence in it. But the only problem is, from my standpoint, you're putting yourself in harm's way. And when you put yourself in harm's way, it doesn't take much, you know, to for someone to land on you, you know, I to, love Josh's to answer set you here. back, you know. And I've had, for example, I've had, I separated my left shoulder, I separated my right shoulder. In fact, in a quarterback sneak, uh, we played when I was at Tampa. God, this guy likes to talk, I Sean. separated my right shoulder on a quarterback Go sneak Tom of the Brady. goal line. Milano from in the end zone separated my right shoulder. And it bothered me the rest of the season. But, you know, look, I was trying to gain one yard, and gaining that one yard cost me eight weeks of arm pain. Now, in my mind, could I have given that to my 230-pound halfback? Yeah, I probably could have. Now, in the moment, I'm like, no, i got to get this ball in. So – that's kind of the decisions you make as a quarterback. And I would love to see Josh save those from very special moments and special occasions to run the ball rather than to run the ball uh, six minutes into the game on a, on a second and six, you know, and and not that he shouldn't run, but when he does run fucking slide and make sure no one hits you because I don't want to see him ever, you know, get hurt. And I want to see him out there playing every week because he's such a, he's such a fucking stud and, and uh, you know, he could do a lot of things that I couldn't do back there. But you know, at the same time, I want to see him play another, you know, 10 to 12 years and really see how he can maximize potential because he loves the sport, you know, and he loves his teammates. And Buffalo's got a great quarterback in him. And, you know, he's got to he's got to evolve his thinking a little bit as he goes just to be a little smarter with when the ball's in his hands. As, as Bill would say, land the plane. <laughs> he's he's going to say I'm right. <laughs> oh, thank you. He, he is right. I'm not saying that he's wrong. But you could get hurt in the pocket just as much as you can outside the pocket. That's the only caveat that I have for that. And I got hurt early on in my career, my, my, my rookie year, um, my UCL. And I was throwing the ball, and I got jammed up between two guys. And, uh, you know, I think you said it, you said it earlier. I think it was one of your ads. It's not, it's not if, it's when, right? And I think that – Everybody in their career, the football's going to get you at some point, right? Whether it's long-term or short-term, you're going to get hurt at some point just because of how violent this sport is. And, you know, obviously li- limiting and, and mitigating the risk is, is the name of the game and the best ability is availability and all those talking points and cliches too. But <laughs> you got you to go win a football game, and sometimes it calls upon me doing All right, so I don't know. It's funny hearing that from Tom Brady, but. 
So it's exactly what I expect Tom Brady to say about running. Yeah. Somebody can't yeah. run would say you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Allen isn't Tom Brady. I don't want Josh Allen to be Tom Brady. So um, if Josh Allen doesn't ever run again and continues playing this, I'm I'm fine with him sliding. I like him sliding. He's protecting himself there. But he has to be more willing to go out and make plays that he was making last year and the year before. It seems like now he's trying to force himself to stay in the pocket too much. It's he's not playing like the person that he should be playing as. I'm I'm wondering if a lot of these teams now are putting a spy on him. He had two of them on one play last year, last night. Two spies on him. They had two spies right on yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, they're that like a Bill Belichick, right? They take away your best player, and so if you got to put a spy on him, you know what helps that a running game. If you can actually run the ball. That will open that the spy can't spy Josh Allen at that point. Then you get play action. It's a wonderful thing. They should try it out. Let so we'd have like four spy. dimensions. Yeah, yeah. I heard dimensions all over the place. I think that's why we all salivated for for uh, was it Derrick Henry from Tennessee? Because it, if you get a player like him, it forces the organization to utilize him. You don't get the lineman for that guy. I, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's a power use him back. as a lineman. Right. I mean, he's a power, <laughs> don't get me wrong. He's a, he's a power back. But or Fournette. It, it, you know, we yeah. can make excuses for the offensive line all you want, but uh, you know, running back is capable of getting two or three or four yards. They ran the ball a couple of times. It just it doesn't seem like there's a commitment to continuously try to run the ball ever this season. Like they they they'll run it once or twice, give up on it for a quarter. Run it three or four more times. Give up for for a half. You know, they they ditch it, and I think that's more of a coaching organizational benefit than it is that we can't, excuse like we can't. We don't have a line. We don't have a running back. You know what my wife asked me last night when we were watching the game. She said, "Why does he run into all those people?" I said, "Well, you're supposed you're supposed to have a hole there, but our offensive line is terrible." You talking so about the cook what, handoff, the, yeah. the standard play they run every game? Yep. And at least Cook's able to, he usually can squeak out like two or three yards through zero hole. Can yeah. you imagine what happens if they, Yeah, like I saw some a couple games, you know, when we used to good, be good this season. He had some nice runs because they were able to make him a freaking hole to run through. Yeah, I, I look Cook, I have that in my notes too, that Cook looked, looked pretty good last night when they actually used him. Yeah. yeah. It was four yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back to defense, Dane Jackson. Collinsworth loved him. In the first oh, half. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Good he was he was him. playing really good. He was playing well. He was. And then, you know, whatever. No, he's hurt too, right? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I, I th- I I'm think pretty he sure he, he is. He plays on defense, right? So, of yeah. course, he's hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's on the injury report. I don't think it's that serious. It's probably going to be fine. But he's another guy that's, like, dinged yeah. up. I think he was a we'll <clears throat> see. Him and Hyde were a we'll see. Yeah. Um, oh. Sean, what do you what do you got going on over there? Are we looking at the injury report? Yeah, uh, Benford hamstring, Klein back. Uh, <laughs> Klein. I mean, they, they, actually have, they actually have Someone's Josh Allen now for right right shoulder. Yeah, but that's that's what they have right now for the injury report, the official injury report. Yeah, uh, I know McDermott mentioned Benford, uh, mentioned Hyde, and mentioned uh, uh, somebody else. But there was four. Yeah, and, and Someone, I think Hyde it was Jackson too. No, um, I don't know. I will tell you this: when I saw Hyde go down, my immediate reaction neck. was, "Don't be his neck." Right? Don't be his neck. Because then Hamlin's coming in, most well, likely. Hyde, Hyde did miss a pretty pretty big tackle. I think it was Hyde on that uh, the touchdown by Sample. I think is the the one tight end. 
Yeah. 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 Not saying he should be hurt. Just he saying. was. Yeah. I, th- I think <laughs> that was yeah, not he was good. Mostly like just kind of out of position too. Yeah, I mean it was a great throw, exactly where it had to be. Yeah, but yeah, no, you're right. I mean Cincinnati is is one of the best teams in the AFC. I mean Cincinnati is definitely good. Yeah. So I'm not saying great. That they're not. I wouldn't say great. Uh, it, but why are they not they're great? They're building up. Why are they yeah, not great? They're peaking at the right because time. I don't want them to be great. Well, here, here's the deal. But but again, I, I mean, for everyone who wants Josh Allen to be Josh Allen, they're not great right now because their quarterback was injured for the first half of the year. It's exactly what, what Bill's organization is trying to do. Is Okay, we realize that Josh Allen is ride or die. If he is not there, we will not make it, period, point blank. So let's preserve him for the playoffs when when all the chains and shackles come off of that guy. I, I understand but we're not winning games, so who knows if we get in the playoffs. But I, I understand that's the mentality the organization is trying to take. Preserve him past week 18. What if he doesn't have chains on him, though? What if we this whole time we've been assuming he's chains and this is who he is? And what happens if he goes down for four weeks? Your my, buddy comes in. My buddy comes in. Does anybody... Does anybody have faith that my good friend, who I support resoundingly, can get the Buffalo Bills into a playoffs? No, they're going to have to fight to bring Dobbs in. Well, we can rely on our running game, <laughs> right? Can we? Crickets. We got crickets. I'm just, I'm crickets. just saying, like maybe we're all assuming that he's chained up the leash. But we are all assuming. Can, can it. we understand that they, they, they want to preserve this? We guy. want maybe that's the excuse that we're using because of how he's playing. I, I get it. Right, another I game, guess, a fifth fifth game in a row of another interception. It's a shitty throw. Yeah, but he's going to have his interceptions. I'm I okay mean, with deflections, like, like he's rifling one across the middle and whatever. But that guy had inside on that on Davis, and like may, maybe Davis was in the wrong spot or the ball. I don't know. No, so it's a he, bad read. He threw it. it to the but is he blatantly coverage. missing open guys? Is he making bad decisions or is he being rushed a ton because our offensive line sucks? Or is the play calling? Terrible. We're throwing short passes and never getting the first downs, and we're not running the ball. And like you said, not opening up the running game. Like, I don't really think that Josh is playing that bad. I think this offense is not clicking. And okay, maybe people say, "Well, it starts with him." I don't think it starts with him. I think it starts. I think it's with your, or or your O line. Yeah. I think I think the stronger your line is, the more comfortable you'll, you'll be back there. Josh is bumbling all over the place and. You know, looking like crap, I would be more worried about the entire team. But this just leaves me like fumbling every week. I'm just like, how is this offense like not scoring points? Right, and and that's what I'm going to get to. This is the Doctor Dudzik moment that the enlightened the enlightened view that I have. The Bills' offense looks like they're out of whack. It mm-hmm. looks like mm-hmm. you need. They a back definitely need an adjustment. adjustment. They, they do. They they nice. look like I can't. I can't put my thumb on it. it yeah. Do they have too many weapons? They don't know what to do with it. They can't spread it out the right way. The, and when they do, they ignore certain individuals, whether it's a running game or Gabe Davis or whoever. Um, it, it's almost like they they need to get on the same page, and and we've seen that for the last four last month. The Bills' offense has been sputtering. They don't seem to have a plan, which goes back to one of the first things we talk about, coaching. When does Josh Allen look the most comfortable back there? What what formation does he look most comfortable in? Well, he loves the shotgun. Shotgun, empty backfield, They say five it's, it's well documented. He does not like being under center. So I, I don't understand why they couldn't run that J-gun again. Because they have to make adjustments. Who does? 
Yes. <laughs> what they need to do is play Very complimentary insightful. offense. Yeah. Really is what they need to do. They need to do what they're good at. Yeah. Which is? I have no idea. All right. And neither do they. They got to right. figure it out because whatever they're adjusting to isn't working. Or they're not adjusting because our coaches are buns. Yeah. Well, I, I I said it before too that the booty be, cheeks. The, the best mm-hmm. thing about uh, about coaches is that you have to play to your player strengths. So if Josh Allen doesn't like to be under center, don't put him under center that much. Or you know, eleven personnel, maybe he he works better out of that. Um, you know, maybe more slot guys, that kind of thing. Yeah. You realize that Josh Allen has all the power on this team, right? Short of, short of writing the checks, maybe he shouldn't. Did you hear that comment they made? During the game yesterday, when Josh Allen, uh, he basically texted during the, NF, the NFL draft, get Kincaid, and look who they drafted. They got yeah. Kincaid. So uh, just, I, I want to say 90%. maybe Maybe he should be GM. He I, seems to pick I, him pretty good. That, well, that's good. But, I, I mean, I think we're fools to think that Josh Allen is being led here. I think he's doing a lot of the leading, right, rightfully so. He, he's the star. He should be leading. But to let him off the hook here and think that he's the one who's just throwing the ball, trying to execute a play, I think Josh has 90% of both the glory and the infamy that goes along with his offense. So you're saying that he's doing most of the play calling? I don't know if he's doing most of the play calling, but but that man outside of the owner has the most influence in, in that locker room, in this market, on that team. I, I I mean, it's, he is the face day. of the team. He's the face of the team. And, and to sit there and kind of let him off the hook a little bit. And Josh, well, he doesn't like going under center. or He like, he prefers going. If you want to go shotgun, he, he, he'd be there every play. Josh Allen has that power. He's one of the few players who has that power. That being said, Josh wants to win. And these plays are the ones that, whether it's analytics, coaching, scouting, whatever, give them the best chance to win. Hmm. I think something looks a little bit off on some of his throws. I don't know how to explain it. It could um, be the shoulder. I, it probably is the shoulder. But then just, why the frick is he throwing it downfield to a guy that's well covered again? No, it's, it's more the short routes. Like that one oh. that he went to Kincaid where he like rifled it in there. Just something with his motion looks weird. I don't know if it's because he's getting hurried because our O-line absolutely sucks. But I don't know. Burrow don't looked know good under pressure like. yesterday. Well, I mean, this that isn't guy, a Bengals podcast. Uh, you're right. It is not. You mean Burroughs? Bur- <laughs> what did I say? I don't know. Oh, we'll have to get that in the... You said Burrow. Oh, sorry. Correctly. Sean, what are we doing? No, I... I, I was, are you fact-checking yourself? No, not at all. I, there's no facts to check. Up he owns 82% of the team? Yeah, 82%. No, but I, I was looking at the Bills' offensive line because we've been bagging on them. They're, they are ranked number 22 um, so I mean, it's in that this was 12 hours ago. So I guess the stats do back it up that our offensive line is a problem. It's not something that could really be addressed, but I mean, just as we want to play to our strengths, we have to recognize our weakness and make adjustments. Screen passes. So, oh, oh my God, no, they're terrible. They, they, what, 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 what? The, terrible. The, the Bills can't really run a screen. They haven't been able to run one since Josh Allen's been all. here. At all, which which mystifies me. I think Cincinnati had one screen pass with one blocker and one guy. They broke it for like, like eight Bills to ten yards. The, the Bills screen is the quick screen to a wide receiver, yeah. which works, what, 10% of the time? No, that's... It, it worked 5% when, of Would they the throw time? it to the one game, Hardy? Not, yeah. Yeah, but it's... And he did a little shimmy shake yeah, and got oh, the first in, down. In and England, I think. Yeah, that yeah, was great. It's like, why don't you run that more? Yeah, I don't know. Um... 
since Sean was Googling things, too. Uh, we you were, started Googling, we too? About, yeah. Sure. Oh, we Dennis talking, is Googling now. We were yeah, talking absolutely. about penalties. and <laughs> It's contagious. I found this on three websites, and I have no idea. It's true. It. Yeah, I don't know. So there are five teams that have been flagged 60 times. They are Kansas City, Chicago, Green Bay, Dallas, and Buffalo. Oh, a minimum of 60? No, exactly 60 times. Oh, that's nice. That's weird. Yeah. It's almost like they have a quota. Yep. Cincinnati, 37 times. They are the lowest. They said they're the lowest, yeah. Uh, real quick, Skip, uh, do you know what those teams have in common, minus the Buffalo Bills? Enlighten us. I think they're all in playoff contention, <laughs> which, which tells you that penalties play no role in this league. Oh. Oh. Skip, I got to... Wait, 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 wait. I want to fire this guy up. Skip, what was... No, 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 no. Don't do that to uh, him. What was the worst penalty? What penalty pissed you off the most last night? It must have been whatever he saw in the first it half. Could, it could be a penalty flag or a missed call. Go, Skip. Is the fucking trip. Two. I have two. Okay. I have... I have... I The taunting... And the reason I don't like the taunting is because of the fact that... It was innocuous. It, like, it was... But it, no, because if he gets one more, then he's out of the game. For pointing at a guy? For pointing oh, at I a guy. Oh, I heard that. I heard that. I That's pointing. ridiculous. Like you can get yeah. kicked out for that. For two. But Wait, not... Can you, you imagine if you they did that with in? offensive fucking holding? Or <laughs> false starts? You're right. That <laughs> you is... you do that again, you're out. So it's all about the sportsmanship, then. It's not about... Like two personal fouls on a see, see two the, roughing the passer plays. See the thing is, it's the NFL. That. It's you no can. more running up the score. We're, we're they're professionals. I think you can rough the passer as many times as you want. That's yeah, probably. Like there's nothing for face masks, but you can't point at somebody twice. That's, That's ridiculous. True. Mike, what was your uh, penalty that pissed you off the most? Oh, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Was the um, intentional grounding was absolutely bogus. I I. I <sighs> The worst part about that was they had the um, head referee retired Terry, yeah. whatever his name. Oh. Come on, he's like that's how the rules are. It's like shut up. up, exactly. The ball was thrown. You can't have. I think he said there was some gray area on that one. The ref, uh, yeah, no, but because the rule is, because the the receiver if the broke off the route. But if the right. receiver is on the outside of the numbers, numbers they can, can overthrow him as far as you want. That's yes. what he said. Yeah, yeah. But it has to be over their head. Yeah. He, he was directly oh. under center. It was by the spirit of the law, they're, they're right. That penalty. Who, who jo- was under center? Josh Allen was under center. If he was the not, receiver right. is outside, the numbers. that's what they explained. No, the that's what they said. The quarterback's got to be outside the hash marks. He was in the hash. He was in the numbers. He was inside. On the broadcast, they the did broadcast, say the receiver outside said, the numbers. If the receiver is outside yeah. the numbers. Not where the quarterback is. Not where the quarterback is. If the receiver is outside the numbers, he can be overthrown as far as he wants. It was confusing because in the graphic, they did, they drew the lines the, of the tackle yeah. box. Yeah. yeah, and he was in it. I, th- I think even Collinsworth was like, what is going on here? So I think at that point, we have to all question ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was definitely the roughing the passer. That that penalty, they ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive. It was not roughing the passer. No. We had him stopped. No. So. Hey, Skip, what was your... Uh, oh, yes. Oh, your ownership. I don't want to get him going, but let's ask Skip questions. Well, I'm going to stir the pot. He keeps looking at his phone, so I have a, I, I, have a, I have a call with a client at 8.30. I got to get to. Okay. Um, Is it Randy? Here's my... No, it's not Randy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are we plugging him? Do I need to be on it? No. They don't know who that is. Here's my issue. 
I do not think the Pagulas care if they win a Super Bowl. I don't think his goal was to win a Super Bowl. I think he is a billionaire who wants to be one of, would actually only be 31 because Green Bay is not owned by a person. It's you think it's just another laundering? No, not a lot. It's a look at <laughs> Russia Mafia laundering. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. It's a, it's a look at me. I'm part of the, this club. I'm a billionaire. And I can have whatever I want, but there's only 31 of us that have an NFL team. I don't think, I think his intentions when he bought the Sabres, which had become a dumpster fire, but we've got a great, we've got a great uh, locker room. I mean, it's beautiful. It's it fantastic. Nice. We've put everything in there. Everything is shiny and beautiful and fantastic. Except for the turd that you have on the field of exactly. the ice. Exactly. He bought the Sabres because he knew that at some point Ralph was going to pass away. And if you owned one franchise, it's so much easier to get an NFL franchise. I think that was his goal all along. I don't think he, care if he cares if he wins. I think it's all smoke and mirrors. And I am not a Pagula fan. I'm going to take that and be your counterbalance right here, Skip. Um, he, he's a he's a billionaire. What is this P- point counterpoint? Yeah, it, it is, Skip. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to Terry. I, I'm not. I, you know, this is this news is your, hour with P- PBS or what? This, this is your Bruins fan speaking, Terry. I know you're listening to the podcast. So hey, they finally I, I lost. You, thank God. I, I want you to understand this. Uh, there's there's you know when when you're a billionaire, there's not a lot left for you, but there is a legacy well after you you die. And if, if when the Buffalo Bills, when the Buffalo Bills win a Super Bowl, that owner, that quarterback, that coach is going to be a legend for hundreds of years in this city. Okay. For people living on then Mars. You explain to me. <laughs> think, okay, if, if that's the truth, name me the last three owners that have won a Super Bowl. My point exactly. Oh, I, I well, get to that. their fan base. Yeah, I, think. I, I mean, Con- I mean to, to their to their fan base. I mean, but you can't deny the fact that that man wants his name. He's got his name on the Penn State arena. He, he's got his name everywhere, whether it's downtown Buffalo, everywhere. He wants to live as as a legend, and if he wins the Super Bowl, he will. Listen, how does an owner? How do you determine if an owner makes money? Do they spend money? That man spends the max. He got Josh Allen to sign a six year contract. <laughs> I, I mean, he, he spends the max. Because it's money that's given to him by the NFL, he has not spent any of his own money on the, on the on those. That's all money would, that comes in for that, in the NFL. that stadium. Right? Totally disagree. The Bills are going to get a brand new stadium first, which time you in and I are paying years. for. What, yep. Which is fine. We paid for the Giants and Jets one. Yeah, we we paid for the Giants and Jets uh, one. We don't even go to their game. So well, it, it, listen, we're not on the hook for the whole thing. He's pay, he's putting up money for part of it. The tax owner, which is, should be fine, tax owners, because you want to know why. But the taxpayers have investment in the stadium. That's more likely they're going to stay here. It's not. It's not ironclad. But you know what? We've invested in that team. None of this. We're going to pick up and move to to Houston. Talk. So I have no problems with that. But the only way an owner can show whether or not he's loyal, he's committed, is does he spend? And I've never seen Terry not not put the checkbook down, put the pen down, and not spend to bring a championship team so, to this to this city. So he spent one point two billion dollars to buy that team. What's it worth today? Triple. I mean, no, I, he didn't spend one point two bill. One point two billion dollars yeah. to buy the bills. He spent one point two billion dollars. He wrote a check for one point two billion for the Buffalo Bills. For the Buffalo Bills, what are they worth today? It's got to be a lot more. Exactly. Yeah. And, so well, it's we it's can't about, knock him for being a good businessman. That's a great investment. It is a great investment, which is part of it too. It's it's a money thing with these guys. It's about how much more can I accumulate and how and but he, it, you're one 
of 31 people that are that special. Tell me the one time he objected to, to his general manager or coach wanting to bring someone here. Okay. So he gets here. He fires. Well, Marone left. Thank God. Oh, God, that guy. You know? Forgot about him. Six million bucks to send him out the door. It was money well spent or three million, whatever his buyout was on that that he took. And what does he do? He doesn't, he doesn't go get a general manager. He goes and hires a coach. Then he buy. Then he gets a general manager. That is that is half ass backwards. You don't do it that way. Your general manager is the one who is supposed to run your football operations for you from a personnel standpoint, and that means hiring the freaking coach. You don't hire a coach and then hire a general manager. Well, isn't that like how the Sabers are still missing a president of operations? Oh, God, don't even get me started on those. <laughs> Skip. Skip, do you know why I did that? Because he spent $1.2 billion on a team and he can do that. Yeah, yeah you're right. He can. He can. You know Go ahead, have, Terry. You know Go ahead. Have, you know what I have to say about that? Win a goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah. That's it. Hey, listen, when he bought the Sabers, didn't he give a five year guarantee? Yeah. Something like that. Well, I think he he's cried. He's about too. 10 years too late. Yeah, Wait, you guys keep getting him going, and he throws the microphone at me just so we're on the same page. <laughs> You're Sean's doing the same yeah. thing. Like him and I are sharing a microphone, and he'll go on a ten minute rant and then put the microphone back in front of me. And you've forgotten knowing, everything you said, knowing sh- for sure that he's going to be grabbing it in five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> just and he's still doing it. You guys keep talking about how much he paid for the bills, and I remember a funny tweet that Jesse Pagula put out. So Jesse Pagula puts a tweet out that says, "My father just bought the bills." And I'm sitting here crying. My father walks in the room and says, you're crying. I'm the one who's broke. Because he bought <laughs> except, that was good. Except right now on Wikipedia, I looked up his net worth at $7 billion. Oh, Yeah. yeah. I feel, I feel and half of that's from the bills. Yeah. One, oh, I'm sorry. $1.4 I was going to say, though. Thank you, fact checker. I was going to say, I think maybe he bought them just so that people would know who his daughter was and get more shots at, like, uh, tennis. Is that what it was? You know, in the tennis arena. Yeah, Because yeah, I never heard of her before him. No. Nope. And yeah, now but- she's... Uh, Fourth, yeah, fifth. Yeah, but, but give cre- gotta give credit where credit's due. You know, I, I had I had friends going back before Terry bought the game that literally invested in the Buffalo Bills season tickets when they hadn't been in the playoffs in seventeen years. And I asked them, I said, "What do you? Why? Why are you?" And their answer was was real simple: If I don't do it, they're going to move the team. And I remember that when he came on the air, WGR, you had grown men bawling their eyes out on live on live radio because Terry bought the team. And we, we can't forget that. We can't forget the fact that we had that cloud, Toronto Bills. We had the cloud, whether it was Louisville or Houston. Bon Jovi. Of, of bon Jovi. Yeah, Trump. I, I hey, still there you go. To bon Donald Jovi. fucking Trump right <laughs> there. there there's your F-bomb. Remember yeah. Donald Trump wanted to buy the Buffalo Bills? Yeah. I mean, we had that, like the gallows hanging over our head. And here this guy comes in. that. It, it, right, I'm sorry. Well, you know what? I, I was mean, going to bring up that Toronto series. That was a scary Oh, my time. God. It, they didn't even want the Bills. They hated watching a pro football in Toronto. But Terry brought stability to a franchise, and, and we can't forget that. We've been living in the glory days the last three or four years. We got a quarterback. But I, I just I don't know how else to address it. No, this is pretty oh, you weren't here last us. week. Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> real, real quick, one last yeah. thing. I'm sure we're moving on to predictions and stuff, so one last thing I wanted to bring up tonight. A good friend of mine just got Bills fan of the year, Del Reed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The co-founder of the Bills Mafia. Mm. He's a good dude. 
And it's not even about the Bills Mafia. It's about the 26 shirts. You guys know all about yep. that? Yeah. Yep. yeah. So he's a good guy. He'd be a good guy to have on here, actually. You, it's your friend uh, yeah. or acquaintance? Yeah. No, he's my friend. I'll call him. Yeah. All right. Yep. That'd be interesting he'd, to get him cool on. Have on. Nice. Some free tees. Fan of the year. <laughs> he's going to the Super Bowl. Does he, does he have free t-shirts from a charity? Come on, dude. <laughs> oh, please. There's got to be some ones that you know got a little misprinted or something like that. Does yeah, he, the donation bin. Does he have fat guy shirts? The donate. So I just want to say... Kudos to him, man. Yeah, he, he I saw that. Yeah, he does a lot of good stuff. Dell is a cool dude. I, oh, don't, I don't know him personally. Um, I I wanted, I had, I, I not to flex on this one, but I did, I have a, uh, a custom suit that I had um, partly through a friend of mine who would, who would hook me up from stuff I did for him. And I wanted the Bill's Mafia logo on a liner, and I had to get permission for him. And I, I emailed him, and I explained to him, you know, why I am a Bill's fan and kind of why I wanted it. And it's because my grandmother, I, uh, she was a diehard Bill's fan, I remember going to her house on Sundays. That's how I got hooked on the team. And in memory of her honor, I wanted to have this. And he was so generous to say, go, take it. I'll send the clip art over to your tailor and let him take care of it for you. Excellent. And I, I actually had a chance to talk to him. Uh, I don't remember where it was. Christmas somewhere. ran into him, introduced myself and him and his wife. Could not have been more pleasant. Took the time to talk to me. Just a genuine, genuine good dude. Cannot say enough good things about him. Yeah. I didn't know they had their own logo. Those yep. mafia had like a copyrighted yep. logo. Yep, and they actually signed a deal with the Bills so that they would use it back and forth. Yeah, gotcha. Yep. Cool. Skip, didn't you for a wedding? Did you not have that on your your jacket? So I did. I wore that, and then uh, the, he was nice oh, enough to let my son have the same thing. So we had matching suits, um, and it was it was uh, my son and I are both huge fans. Uh, yes. Anybody here? Willing to say they will not cry when the Buffalo Bills win a Super Bowl, dude. I am going to be there. Cry. There will of course. be not bubbles coming out of my nose. Right. Oh, right. that's great. I, I mean, I'm I'm guessing I don't have to worry about it for a while though. I, sorry. Have you? I, seen, I don't, we can all dream, can we? Well, yes. Yes. Have you guys seen the clip of the Texas Rangers fan? No. The guy. He's standing in front of the television. The third out hits, and he just sits down in his chair and starts bawling. And his son tweets that my father said to me or my mother said he didn't cry this much when you were born and he goes i've known you 23 years i've known the rangers my entire life so that'll be all of us if the bills win or the sabers for that matter yeah who who wins first bills or sabers Ooh. bills bills i die first i don't even know yeah that. yeah right skip the bills or sabers who's gonna last the longest <laughs> You mean who's not going to get moved out first? Uh, is that what you're asking, Sean? We got to go to picks because you got to leave. No, hold on, hold on. What's or, that? Is what? your question which team gets shipped out of Buffalo no, first? No, no, no. Neither of them. They'll be oh. here until we die. But it, but are we going to see a championship or is is, is it going to skip going to die? I mean, I'm that's, that's die. Hey, listen. And I'm going to be buried in my suit. I love I'm going to I'm going to take something that Corey m- mentioned earlier. Unless you want to talk about Corey, it. Corey, are you here, Corey? I, I don't. I don't know. Okay, so I was delivering. Uh, I was at the new build site today for the stadium, and they installed fresh graves for the for the Bills' playoff chances and Super Bowl opportunity. <laughs> that was your. Did joke? you get a picture? That's of that? your joke. That wasn't a story. That was your joke. I took. Yeah. That was funny. He sent me. A, he sent me a Snapchat of the Bills of the the, the stadium. The, yeah, the, the stadium construction the- job in the hall. Oh, I didn't see that. I just saw the Buffalo Bills yeah. and the sunrise over. So I said, oh, are there any grave sites out there denoting the end of our season yet? Yeah, <laughs> probably next week. 
Oh god. Okay. So if they lose to Denver, out, out or done. Yeah, Season's yeah, over. Because yeah. then who do you have? Chiefs, then Chargers, something like that. Uh, we have the Jets, Jets, Jets and the Eagles. I think. Oh god. No. Yeah. Yeah. Jets. So Broncos, Jets, and then Eagles, and then Chiefs, and then uh, bye, and then Chiefs. Yeah. And then Cowboys. Oh shoot! Look at that. Someone put the schedule up there. Yeah. Broncos, Jets, Eagles, oh, Chiefs, yeah. Cowboys, Chargers. Oh boy. Yeah. This is gonna be rough. The roughest part of the schedule, at least if you would have looked Who, at this schedule. Someone said someone has a harder it. schedule. I think Miami. Miami's got to play tough. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bo, Bud, you got to talk to the mic. I did. Corey's been hogging it the entire time. <laughs> they got a tough schedule. I don't know if it's as tough as ours. So, so here's Miami. Miami Sean said it was. So it is. The Raiders in Miami this weekend. Then they're at the Jets. Then at the Commanders. Then the Titans at Miami. Mm. Jets at Miami. So the Jets twice. Cowboys at Miami. They play at the Ravens. That's going to be a tough game. And then us. So they got like two hard games. Oh. Ravens. I don't know. Cowboys. I want, I want to see them play the Jets, Jets defense. The Jets yeah. could be. They might go one and one with the Jets. I, I like to see that. Yeah, we also have the Jets. Yep. But we also have the Chargers. So we got three more and divisionals. The Eagles and the Cowboys. Are we last in... Uh, we will be. So we're tie, we're we're in third place in our division, right? Because yeah. we lose the tiebreaker with the Patriots. It depends on no, if the Jets no. win. Well, the the Patriots are only two and seven, so they're they're down yeah. there. Yes. Patriots are two and seven. Yeah, we yeah. lose the tiebreaker with. It's the, the Jets. first time. This is the worst they've been since two thousand. I thought I saw on a graphic yesterday they were like four and three or three and four. No, no, that's us. All right, I can cut that shit out. So is anyone going to pick? I'll pick. I gotta get it. Go skip. I'm gonna pick. Hold on. Hold on. All right, hang on. Got to get ready here. Right you want to know what I want? We are, no, no, I'm just telling you, we're favored by 7.5 last I saw. Hate Vegas. Yeah. Vegas sucks. They do. Gotten it right. Ever. All right. Who thinks the refs are helping out Vegas? That's what they're getting calls to do. Okay, so last time we were seven, seven point favorites was what? Buccaneers, and we ended up losing? Right? We were eight. I think that was nine. Nine, we, nine and a half. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Skip. Let her rip. All right. I am going to pick Bills 23, Broncos 14. Okay. Who's next? Anybody? And no order at all. I'll go next. Um, I think the Bills understand this is their season on the line. I think they're going to know that for the next three or four weeks that they, they need, they lose this one, their season's done. They're going to start resting players. Um, I got the Bills winning 30 to 10. I would love to see. Uh, I'll go. He had to go. Yeah, he said that. Did he even say like go Bills? <laughs> Skip left. Um, Silent exit. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, look at that! He texted me. He said go Bills. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. So I got Sean thirty ten. Okay. Who's next? I'll go. So all on way I, down here. I said it last week. Okay. and I was wrong, so I'm going to say it this week, and I'm going to be right. It's going to be Bills thirty one, and I'm. Yeah, I'm going to say Bills 31 and uh, Denver. I'm going to give them 16. No, go up the line. All right, all right. Jesus. <laughs> it tells you on the left. Oh, yeah, it does. See how it's got blue? What was that score? 31 16. Okay, who's next? I need to hire someone for oh, this. Also, stuff. Dalton Kincaid's going to get on a touchdown. All right, let me, put an, let, me, let, me put a, let me put a note in there. Okay. I, I, can, I can go. Uh, I would say 31 17 Bills. 31 17? Yep, I think they have to uh, 
you know, I, I think I think that whoever else said it was they were right that uh, the Bills know what's what's on the line and they gotta they gotta do something. They're at home Monday night. Hopefully, the refs are better. We'll see. Uh, okay, Brendan or Corey. Go ahead. Uh, crap. Um, <laughs> I don't feel like staying. My biggest problem last night is we all have jobs, so we get up in the morning, and as it is, I have a tough time falling asleep Sunday nights. They're usually pretty bad, and I absolutely hated trying to have to fall asleep after that and then get up and go to work tomorrow. I don't want to watch another fucking primetime game. Um, I have to get up at 4 o'clock tomorrow. You think I want to freaking next Monday, I think? Uh, yeah, I know. These primetime right? games suck. Yeah. Okay. Tired of them. Uh, I will go 35 to <laughs> not 12. Uh, I'm going to go 35, 14. That's bills, right? Cause I just, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Cause I just, I typed it in. Yeah. No bills. So she want me to just leave a score there? No. Okay. Keep it bills. All right. Um, Brendan. I will pick the Bills, even though I don't know if I want to. I don't believe in them right now very much, and I will not be scoring them as high as most other people have here. I will say 24-18. Okay. Um, Probably coming down to the last drive, defending a pass. I'll I'll pose a question after Kyle. I'd like to hear your question. No, put your prediction in. Has to be afterwards. Kyle is picking the Broncos. Oh, no, he's deleting he's like, that. Um, he's picking the Bronco. Burrow. I put that in there just to stir some <laughs> shit up, but uh, uh, give me something to throw at him. Wait a minute. Did you really pick? Corey, did you pick thirty-five fourteen, or did that auto filled to something else? I did, but it looked weird. It looked like it changed real quick. Well, tabbed over. All right. So, Mike, you said the spread was what? Seven, Seven and a half. In Buffalo, weather should be nice. Keep in mind, the spreads have been accurate. Bills. I'm double double checking the spread, see if it changed. I I don't think we've beaten the spread since Miami. Dude. still seven and a half. Okay, so the Chiefs, did anyone watch the Chiefs-Broncos game? Okay, tell tell me what happened there. Mahomes was just that bad? Yeah, he was injured and sick. Yeah, I mean, that was was a team where a good team just didn't have it that week. But he was either sick and hobbling around and injured. He was a mess. So I mean, it was the Broncos played played a great game. I don't see it happening again. What's the Broncos' record? Three and five. Is it is it that good? Is it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, uh, uh-huh. um, yeah, three and five. Three and six. Three and five. I'm sorry. Three and five. My blind eyes. Three and five. I will say the Broncos always play the Chiefs hard. Last year they played them. Within one score games, yep. I think it was both games last year. Division and they the yeah. Chiefs almost lost to them last year. So all right, it's I'm a gonna, divisional thing. Not to sway you. I'm going to go Bills nineteen. Uh, that's a fucking number. No, just kidding. Uh, I, mean, I, I could know. see it. One touchdown. Uh, four, one four touchdown. Seven, nine. I'm going to go like uh, Bills. You know, you know what? I'll go with this. Bill seventeen thirteen, and I think they're going to lose. All right, so let me ask you guys this: Pick them then. You think they're going to lose? I want to see Broncos up there. All right, fine. Kyle is changing it to Broncos. Oh my god! 
Broncosa. Do you know how depressing this podcast is going to be if they lose to the Bills? I mean, the Jaguars was tough. Can the I, Giants was a shade, was a scare. Can I give you Patriots was help? was a body blow. The Chiefs or Chiefs, the, the Bengals, I could understand a little bit. If you lose the Broncos, I retire from the Bills podcast. I can't do it. It just might be more. Whoa, 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 pizza. bro, 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 bro. It just might be more I, pizza I, I, than Bills. It might just be more. Pizza. Yeah, I like that. It might be more pizza. I'm just kidding, Kyle. It's okay. Let's hear it, Mike. I mean, let's let's be honest. This makes for losses are are more interesting. We get to vent <laughs> a lot more, but could talk so much shit. Yeah. <laughs> so right. Russell Wilson has 16 passing touchdowns. Josh has 18. Russell has four interceptions. Josh has nine. Four. Ru- Russell has a one 101.7 rating. Fuck. Josh is at 99. Fuck. So that score, he has those stats. Fuck. That's, that's season? Season for the season. Our, so oh, not like the last three games? Nope. That's full season. I thought Russell Wilson was having a shit season. Well, I think he's Well, de- last year he was so bad. I think the defense is having a pretty shit season. I mean, he, he, he all those, those great numbers, but they're, they're three and five? He does have 800 I mean, they're two yards. games below five. I mean, I, something's got to give with that that team. Okay, real, real quick before you guys go on, the over-under is 46 and a half. No, I'm just looking at overall. Everyone went, I think, over, except for me. I did not. All right, so let me uh, ask you guys this. Yeah, let's hit it. Let's say the Bills blow them out, 45 to 7. What would that change? Well, it would be nice to see some offense. That's yeah, what, would how, that change your, your opinions about the entire season, or is, do you think that would be a fluke similar to some of their – like their losses, I don't. For me, it wouldn't change any. I don't. I don't think a whole lot at all. I expect them to beat the Broncos. I mean, you'd love to see them. You know, really beat them, really pretty bad. But um, I don't think it would change a whole lot. I mean, I think. I think sometimes, like, like when they're having trouble, like yeah. the way they have the last few weeks. I think if you can stack one win on top of another, I think that helps. So, yep, you can build momentum. But I think he's right. I don't think it does anything. It keeps the Bills afloat. It keeps our hopes up. But. It does absolutely nothing in terms of the overall confidence we have in this franchise as it stands right now. Beat Eagles, beat the Chiefs. They had the opportunity to beat the Bengals and really bring us back up, right? All, all tides rise, all boats. Um, they had, that was the opportunity. And they, they fared well. They fared okay. But until you beat a heavy hitter, I don't think the confidence is going to go up at all. I know, and that's what I'm, but that's kind of what I was saying. Like This is one that they, they should win if, if they win it as they should win it. Does it fix anything that's happened in the past couple of weeks, or is it like you almost like are taking that kind of like a loss where you don't know what to think next week? I guess to me, it's a little bit. It'll be a little bit of a boost, I would say, just like hey, we know how to score points because mm-hmm. I was just pulling up the scores from the last game, the last four games. The Giants, I think everyone could say, pretty bad team. We scored fourteen points. Patriots. Pretty bad team. We scored 25. Bucks, okay team. We scored 24. And then we just put up 18. I mean, we have not hit over 25 since we played Miami. Miami here. So if you can get, you know, show that you know how to pass the football and catch it and run into that place at the end of the field that they <laughs> can't ever seem to find, or maybe if they establish a running game that kind of, you know, does something for us. Maybe it's a, it's a move in the right direction, but you should beat this team. You should beat them by a lot. It'll just say, okay, we live to fight again. 
Now we're going to play some good opponents. Can you right. keep the wheels rolling? Let's just hope Josh does not do what Josh does and plays down to his opponent. Right. Well, we're playing down to everybody, so. Yeah. Sean, what are we Googling? Right. Just, just want to see a win. Just want to see a win. We did it. Yeah. All right. Well, another dismal. Di- what? No, I was just laughing. About what? <laughs> Another about the close of the, the agreement that it's dismal. Well, another dismal we podcast here in Buffalo here. <laughs> all right. That's the... Those are the trains going somewhere. Yeah, leaving <laughs> oh, here. Frick. There all right. the championship train. Coming home. Coming yeah, home. coming home. Coming home. All right. Go Bills. Yeah, let's go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. It's Hot Bills Podcast is a presentation of Kmart Productions. Sponsored by Doug's Chiropractic and Empire Tone Recovery. Please listen, then rate, review, and follow all episodes. Zot Bills is executively produced by Kyle. Executive sound engineering by Kyle. Art, lighting, music, also by Kyle.